The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. The collision of common sense and comedy. Is the collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. And just like that, Brett Kavanaugh is done. It's over. It's not officially over yet, but he's done. There's a little pathway for Brett Kavanaugh to continue. I just don't see it. Now he's uh, he's become a joke. He's become a meme. Sadly, he has. Uh, if you followed the Brett Kavanaugh hearings, um, it's shocking. It's it's the bizarro world, how this entire thing has played out. Certainly, double standards all over the place and a lot of hypocrisy, but he's become a meme now. Jeff, uh, I mean, um, Brett Kavanaugh has become Sarah Palin. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Saturday Night Live, Sarah Palin, her. They took something that um, wasn't necessarily true uh, certainly biased, played one side, made statements and played something up, fanned the fa- flames of of character assassination, and he's become a joke now. Yeah. Here's, here's a guy who went to law school, not just any law school, Yale Law School. I mean, the guy achieved. He's been a he's resume, and by most accounts, uh, there's been nothing in his past that would be an issue whatsoever. And then through this process, again, at the last minute, when he should be a Supreme Court justice now, when the vote was going down, because of political reasons, they began to attack his character. Dredge up issues that have never even that had never even crossed anyone's mind with regard to Brett Kavanaugh. I mean, he went through confirmation processes in the past. He went through processes where he got security clearances. He's been in and around government and the law and the judicial system and confirmation processes over and over again throughout his career. And nobody has brought up any of this stuff. It wasn't even a consideration. It wasn't a, okay, it didn't exist. Drunk, party boy, uh, derelict, female attacker, none of these things. Sexual predator didn't even come up. They were never uttered in the same sentence with his name. Via, I mean, through FBI investigation after FBI investigation, never even came up. And then one letter, one lady writes an anonymous letter, and it doesn't get released until the last minute. And then the character assassination and accusations of gang rape. That's the one. There it is. You could say, okay, we found this woman anonymous letter, and then somebody else said something happened at a party. And in our Me Too world, maybe those things carry a little weight. But I ask you, if it was you, ladies, gentlemen, 
If it was you, your children, your spouse, your mom, your dad, anybody you know, a friend that you knew is a pretty good person. And then these questions come up. Well, okay, that sucks, but you know, got to investigate things. Okay. And then somebody claims gang rape repeatedly that this person you know or you was part of a culture that party after party took place uh, took part in the drugging of women and gang rapes i'm thinking you might be pretty upset pretty upset that they would attack your character this way and then when brett actually defends himself and gets passionate both angry because they're attacking him and it's reflecting on his character and his family and it's hurting them and the frustration of knowing this stuff isn't true and you're falsely accused and the person who is accusing you doesn't have to prove it. And you get frustrated and you express that frustration and then you get a little teary-eyed, a little misty at the thought of some of this. The same people over the years who have accused conservatives of not having any emotion, of being stone-like, not being compassionate, attack him for showing emotion. It's unbelievable. This is your sibling punching you and then saying, Mom, he hit me once again. Brett Kavanaugh has been a pawn in this entire thing. He's been played. The other side playing a chess match. Let's force Brett Kavanaugh down a couple of paths. See, you know, great chess players. There's no gamble. There's, they're not saying, boy, I wonder what the other person is going to do. They're telling the other person with their moves what they're going to do. They put you in bad situations. Do you want this bad thing to happen or that bad thing to happen? You've got to decide. Either I'm taking your knight or I'm taking your queen. Which is it? Well, I can't lose my queen. Great, I'm taking your knight then. Okay, now I'm going to take your queen or I'm going to take your rook. Well, I can't lose my queen. I take my rook. And this is the game that they've put Brad Kavanaugh in. We are going to come up with crazy, undocumented allegations with no proof. After an investigation. And then the FBI investigates that and that's still not enough. And then they dredge up other ones. And when he responds in a way that Democrats should love, that they have welcomed, you say, oh my gosh, what a joke. He doesn't have the temperament to be a judge. See this? He's too... uh, Too emotional. Too emotional. Yep, too emotional. What are you going to do? It's unbelievable. So yeah, he's done. I don't know what officially is going to play out this week. I will be stunned if he gets confirmed now. I see very little possibility of him getting confirmed. Not with what Saturday Night Live did to him over the weekend. I thought it was funny. I said the, I said the Sarah Palin thing. Sarah Palin didn't say what people accused her of. Saturday Night Live said it as a joke. And most of the people out there believed that Sarah Palin said, I can see Russia from my house. <laughs> <coughs> <clears throat> that's that's what they believe she said. Yeah. Tina Fey was really good at playing that character too. 
That's she was. Good. and But the point is that people believe this stuff that Saturday Night Live said. Oh, for sure. This is the word we, world we just live like in. Just like they believe Bill Maher, just like they believe any late night talk show. Is That's that's final. <clears throat> if he's being talked about them and they give their opinion, boom, locked in. Well, and it's one thing if you say, well, <clears throat> um, okay, it was a funny little bit and I know and it made a good point. You know, it's one thing if, if Saturday Night Live is being satirical and makes a good point and you're like, oh, but people actually, this is the world we live in, they actually believe Sarah Palin said those things. Yeah. And as much as I am no Sarah Palin fan now, I initially liked her track record, but quickly realized Sarah Palin uh, was was missing some, some things. Um, I feel really bad that they, that people mis, misbelieved what she said. They misunderstood based on Saturday Night Live, and Saturday Night Live did it to, to Brett Kavanaugh over the weekend. Uh I don't think most of what they uh, did to Brett was even that funny. Um, and maybe it's because I know what happened during the confirmation hearings. I I watched and listened to most of it. And it, it wasn't true. I mean, satire has to be based on some bit of truth. And to completely misrepresent Brett and the other side... I just started finding it annoying. There were a couple of funny lines, but it just, it's not the truth. And I see it as just propaganda with a laugh track. Mm. That's all this was. I mean, um, to not challenge Dr. Ford at all. By the way, do we have, do we have the monologue? I want to play the open of Saturday Night Live. And I'll explain what I mean by some of the misrepresentations. So, um, they start off uh, this the top of the show even before they do live yeah, from it's New a cold York open. Center. The yeah. cold open. Yeah, they go to it and they go to a little uh, news clip of uh, Harris Faulkner introducing supposedly Harris Faulkner from Saturday uh, from uh, Fox, and it's somebody playing her introducing the hearings. Let's go live to Capitol Hill now, and uh, they have the um, couple of people uh, senators being represented and Chuck Grassley. And the guy actually did a pretty good job playing yeah, Chuck did. Grassley. Yeah. Although spoke way too quickly. And uh, so they blah, blah, blah a little bit before they go to Brett Kavanaugh, who walks in the room, and it's Matt Damon playing Brett Kavanaugh. By the way, I did not know that Matt Damon looks so much like Brett Kavanaugh. He uh, looks, they, ma- they made him I up a little like, bit like that. I'm and, like, and, and, it was good, and it was good acting with his yeah. face, facial yes. expressions and that. Um, frustrating thing is... Uh, can we pause here? Mentioned uh, Matt Damon, who, of course, is there because he's a big leftist. Matt Damon, of course, admitted that he knew Harvey Weinstein was a dirtbag <laughs> oh, over yeah, and over. He did. Yet was happy to still do business with him in the 90s because he built his career. Yep. Matt Damon, who is part of Hollywood, that continues movies that would fly in the face of what these people tell you about women and women's rights and protecting women. They continue to objectify women in films. I don't have a problem with that. If you don't want to be objectified in a film, ladies, don't do a film. If you don't want to see films with guns or women or whatever, don't watch the films. It's a pretty simple formula. So I'm not personally bothered by such things, but they are. And this just points out their hypocr- uh, hypocrisy once again. 
So listen to the open when the guy playing Chuck Grassley and then some lady playing Diane Feinstein um, are blah, blah, blahing before Matt Damon walks in. Listen. Now, we just heard some very moving testimony from Dr. Ford. I listened to her and I kept a very open mind. And that is why I already voted yes for Kavanaugh before she said a word. Okay, hold it right there. Hold it right there. Yes, this, this is one of the absolutely misleading parts. Yes, Chuck Grassley is going to vote for, for Brett Kavanaugh. He is intended on it, and uh, I doubt there was anything they could say to get him to vote no. <clears throat> Unless it was so outrageous and obvious where he knew his career would suffer, he was going to vote yes. There's no question about that. But they only say that of Chuck Grassley. You realize, of course, this process should be, um, unless there's something outrageous, you should vote yes. Meanwhile, most of the Democrats are on record of saying, uh, saying that they would not support Brett Kavanaugh before the hearings began. As soon as Trump came out with the nomination, they had said they were not going to vote for Brett Kavanaugh, even though Kavanaugh is more moderate than even Neil Gorsuch. They said this. They're not going to vote for him. Go down the list. Leahy and uh, Booker and others. They're not going to vote for him. So where is SNL about that? So now in that one line, if you're the average person out there that doesn't follow this you know, closely, you believe that the Republicans were all just cramming this through, that they're going to vote for Brett Kavanaugh. Meanwhile, the Democrats, of course, are keeping an open mind and they're going to hear this thing out. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is the part that I find so frustrating about it. It's disingenuous. If it was equally represented, fine. If it was kind of representing the other side, I'd say fine. But this is based on a lie. It's a lie of omission. I can find lots of leftist stuff funny because there's a nugget of truth in it. There isn't even that. The Democrats are far worse and have been about already making up their mind. This was a calculated effort from before Trump saying who the nominee was, that they were going to fight this thing tooth and nail for the purpose of the midterms. Number one, because they're trying to push this blue wave and energize their base. Number two, they are hoping that they can take back the Senate. Here's how you know that's true. What is their endgame with Brett Kavanaugh? To see that Brett Kavanaugh is punished for his misdeeds, if true. Oh, no. No, that's not. No. No, No. because they would say, we need a criminal investigation. Out of Maryland. Where's the prosecutor? Criminal. There will be none. So why aren't they pushing that? Their FBI investigation, which is at the federal level. These accusations against him would be a local or state issue. Sexual assault is not a federal issue. So why the FBI investigation? Oh, so they can decide whether or not he's worthy of sitting on the Supreme Court for the purpose of what? Stopping him. Oh, because see, Chris, they believe that he's not worthy. That's why. Oh, okay. So who do you think is coming next? The other two were, actually, out of the other two, one, the female you know, nominee is way better than this guy. Right. All they're all they're all they're doing is trying to push this, we know, till after the midterms or close enough to it that it'll help them with the blue wave and they're hoping that the they take back the Senate. That's it. 
little bit for 2020 and to hurt Donald Trump. But that's really what's going on here. So you've made up your mind long ago. You're part of the machine. Not that the Republicans are innocent. Of course, they do these same things too. I get that. But Brett Kavanaugh, based on his experience, his history, the fact that they've done all these investigations and nothing has come up says, yeah, fine. And if you say, well, Doc, maybe there is something. Okay, great. Great. You're right. Maybe maybe he did these things or some of them. And in today's world, we've got to change. Fine. You're right. Do we stop at Brett Kavanaugh? We shouldn't. We should go down the list. What about the other Supreme Court justices? Yeah. Seriously. Elena Kagan's never made an off-color joke. Sotomayor's never done anything. No other Supreme Court justice partied back in the day. Look at Sotomayor and Kagan. Those gals don't have uh, a few miles on them. Doc, I know Sotomayor. I hung up with her in a party. I know how she is behind the scenes okay it is not how do you think she was in college and high school even worse especially at this little part it was it was all puerto ricans mm-hmm. <sighs> little party girl back in the day oh yeah okay oh yeah so what about that and forget supreme court justices what about the people sitting in judgment on just oh. the judiciary Oof. forget the rest of them just the ju- judiciary blumenthal is guilty of stolen valor Cory Booker admitted yeah, he did. that he did worse than what Brett Kavanaugh is being accused of. That's just off the top of our head on the judiciary. And what about the rest of the Senate and House? What about them? If you're going to hold Brett Kavanaugh to this standard, fine. I am absolutely welcome of it. Fine. Let's go do it. But I am not willing to let you hold him to this standard and not go after everybody else in and around Washington, D.C. Those people connected. You want to hold Trump to the same grabbed her by the hoo-ha standard? Fine. Then let's get testimony, an FBI investigation on everybody in Congress, everybody on the Supreme Court. It's time. You're going to dig up Brett Kavanaugh's past for applying for the job, then let's go after those people who have the job as well. Because we these are the things we know. Keith Ellis, we know it. By the way, uh, Sherrod Brown, the senator from Ohio, in the 80s, his wife, his then wife, because he's on his second wife now, got a restraining order against him and filed police reports for domestic abuse. These are filed in Ohio. You can go and see them. This isn't a question. She accused him of basically pushing her around. He threw her up against the wall, some other stuff, whatever. And then she got a restraining order and he violated the restraining order. This is a sitting senator from Ohio. This is from about the time Brett Kavanaugh. I think it's 86, 84, somewhere in there. In the same era anyways. Even more recent. That he actually did it. You don't have to dig up and find some weird witnesses and then some. This is on file. And election after election, Democrats have swept this under the rug. Why? Because in the past, we didn't have the Me Too movement. It was a different standard. Fine. We have that standard now. And Sherrod Brown is up for re election. Where are those same Democrats, Cory Booker, Blumenthal, and everybody else saying that Sherrod Brown ought to drop out of the race? They're not doing it. Because they don't give a crap about that stuff. 
They care about the blue wave and their progressive agenda, which progressivism equals hypocrisy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Instead of punching a total stranger this morning, punch these numbers into your phone. 888-900-3393. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. I get tweets in with the hashtag what I learned today. It's at Real Chris Cruz at Doc Thompson Show. Back to the open of uh, Saturday Night Live with Matt Damon. Here we go. Play some more of this. Now we've heard from the alleged victim, uh, but now it's time to hear from the hero, Judge Brett Kavanaugh. (laughs) who I'm told has been shadow boxing in the men's room for the last 45 minutes. <laughs> Judge Kavanaugh. <laughs> Matt Damon walks in. Oh, they love them some leftist men. What? Judge- Judge Kavanaugh, are you ready to begin? Oh, hell yeah. Let me tell you this. I'm gonna start at an 11. I'm gonna take it to about a 15 real quick. First of all, I showed this speech to almost no one. Not my family, not my friends, not even PJ or Tobin or Squee. The thing that annoyed me about this was the whole reason um, that he even mentioned I showed it to no one up at the front was is Diane uh, Diane Ford's uh, Dr. Ford's was released days ahead of time. I mean, this was this was written and and proofed by attorneys and and the Democrat Party and whoever else this shows. And and he's making that point. These are my words. These aren't somebody else's. And of course, that gets lampooned, too. Here we go. This is my speech. There are others like it, but this is mine. I wrote it myself last night while screaming into an empty bag of Doritos. I'm here tonight because of a sham, a political con job orchestrated by the Clintons and George Soros and Kathy Griffin and Mr. Ronan Sinatra. Now, I am usually an optimist. I'm a keg-is-half-full kind of guy. But what I've seen from the monsters on this committee makes me want to puke and not from beer. Dr. Ford has no evidence, none. Meanwhile, I've got these. I've got these calendars. And those are calendars, right? These beautiful, creepy calendars <laughs> about lifting weights with PJ and Squee and Donkey Dong Doug. But you don't care about Squee or Donkey Dong Doug, do you? You just want to humiliate me in front of my wife. Actually, my here's the funny thing about that too. Is I mean, okay, it's funny. He's making different names for the guys, and and they're referencing all of our silliness from high school. That's really that's the the center of the joke there, right? Okay, good. I'll give you that. 
But as much as you're mentioning that silliness from high school and lampooning it, you guys are the ones that are using the silliness from high school as a basis to disqualify him. So when he defends himself by saying, this is the silliness from high school and I can back it up with calendars and everything, you then say, okay, now we're going to mock you for that. That's the whole point. A little more. You just want to humiliate me in front of my wife and my parents and Alyssa friggin' Milano? Okay, that's the one part I did kind of fu- find kind of funny because that they at least referenced that. And they had a little cutout of Alyssa and they kind of put it up behind his shoulder right where she was sitting at the time. Um, and not just because I dislike uh, Mil- Alyssa Milano's politics at this point, but uh, because she got a seat in there. The perfect seat in the house. Yeah, and somehow she found the lens, the right camera. Everyone to knows at. the seat when someone's yes. testifying. It's yes. the one where you see him in the back that it's right over their right shoulder. And she was a guest of Diane Feinstein, yes. the ranking member on the Judiciary Committee. How do you think <laughs> she got that seat? Because of Dianne Feinstein, that's what it is. And Alyssa is seen as the person that's at the center of the hashtag MeToo movement. So it was all orchestrated. Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. with Doc Thompson, 888-900-3393. All right, so I'm pretty confu- uh, pretty certain that uh, Brett Kavanaugh is done now. Uh, last uh, Friday was, was amazing, was shocking. I even had a bet, um, number one, that uh, Dr. Ford would testify. I won that one. My second bet was that he was going to get confirmed. And a, a pretty safe bet based on what some people like uh, Susan Collins was saying, I think I even mentioned on the air here, that she had said, well, she didn't know how she was going to vote, but she was pretty certain that Brett Kavanaugh would still uh, not try to try to challenge Roe v. Wade and all this stuff. Well, when your senators say stuff like that, that's them marketing to their constituents. She wanted people to know, hey, he's going to be fine. I don't know how I'm going to vote, but don't worry about Roe v. Wade. She was putting that out there. So then days later when she voted yes, she was already, everyone already, oh, he's going to be fine, Roe v. Wade. That's the marketing of it. And that made a lot of sense until this stuff started popping up and Jeff Flake started waffling and they had their little hot box meetings off to the side and then they decided to postpone it and all this. Jeff Flake was earlier in the day, even said that he was going to vote yes on Kavanaugh. So what happened? What happened with all of this? Somebody got to him. Somebody got to Jeff Flake and Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski. Somebody got to them. What do you mean they got to him? Well, it could be one of a couple things. It could be somehow threatened their careers. Um, it could be new information on Kavanaugh. Legitimate or fake, it doesn't matter. It could be a, hey, you do this and here's what will happen politically for you. Maybe all of those things. But the way they were around Capitol Hill... They got something else. There's going to be something else. Somebody is going to be called to testify. There will be a piece of evidence that they uncover this week, and it will be introduced, and Brett Kavanaugh will be done. This this is likely what's going to happen. Now, it's not that this piece of evidence will even be real or really that damning. It will just go to this 
it'll further sure up their circumstantial evidence case. That's all it'll be. Another accuser, some other piece of, uh, some other documentation that just kind of shures it up. It won't really necessarily matter, but it doesn't have to. That's all they're looking for. Um, Jeff Flake said, when they asked him what happened over the weekend, he said, I'm a conservative. He's a conservative. I plan to support him unless they turn up something. And they might. So many interesting things. I'm a conservative. No, Jeff, you're not. Uh, he's a conservative. Um, more so than a lot of people. Different type than you, but not not really. Not like Gorsuch or Scalia or Thomas. Not these cats. No. I plan to support him unless they turn up something. And they might. Jeff is telling you what happened in that little hot box meeting. They told him we're going to turn up something. That's what they told him. He is saying they don't say this stuff. He's not just putting it out there. Remember, senators and congressmen, when they're on camera, on mic, they say things as marketing. If he says something like that, he's he's easing you into the idea. He's he's setting himself up. So, see, I told you they. I was going to support him. I already told you that unless they turn something up. It's not that I'm not a Republican or don't want to support these guys or conservative. They turn something else up. I told you that. I told you I was going to support him unless they turn something up. Something came up. And something came up. That's what he's telling you right there. By the way, to Jeff's little I'm a conservative thing, he had a book a couple of years ago called The Conscience of a Conservative. And although I didn't read the book, this goes to the, the George W. Bush type of conservative that they would bring up. And they would use phrases like compassionate conservative, which not only ticks me off, but it's also a failed uh, term. It would have you believe that they have to add the word compassionate because conservatives are not compassionate. See, I'm not a conservative. I'm a compassionate conservative, which shows they really have no idea about conservatism or what it is. Conservatism has, has just as much or probably more compassion and more help for people than not, than, certainly than progressives. It just comes at it from a slightly different angle. Conservatism by itself isn't compassionate or not. The idea of smaller government in these things by itself, if you look at the the bullet pointed version of it, hey, smaller government, more responsibility from the individual, capitalism, personal freedoms, things like this, it's kind of benign when it comes to it. See, remember, progressives say, we're going to help people. They kind of lead with it, but it's just lip service. It's marketing. Conservatism, though, when you play it out, you understand, is actually far more compassionate. First of all, it allows people to make their own choices and it supports personal freedom. And as far as people getting help and society and people having food and shelter and schooling and all of these things, it's certainly more effective. Well, because we understand progressivism is really a feudal system. Progressivism supports... A two-class system, the haves and have-nots. Oh, they say that we're all going to be equal until we realize some people are a little more equal. Some people 
have to move into the farmer's house and live a better life, you know, being the ruling class for just a little while for the transition to make things better. And they never leave. The pigs never leave the farmer's house. This is what we know. It ends up a two-class system, which is not very, very compassionate. And as much as they say, well, then we'll funnel money over to this, they don't have enough money. So then something else drops. It's the Soviet Union. It's these despot-ruled countries for centuries. We know this. Meanwhile, conservatives support capitalism and our representative republic. We understand this. That's where the middle class comes in. And it's many, many subtle classes. And you may not make it, but you might. At least you have a chance. With the other system, you do not. So this compassionate conservatism, no. The conscience of a conservative, sorry, Jeff, you're not that. You are a progressive. Jeff went on to say that he's feeling unsettled about the confirmation process. He said, um, especially the partisanship that's been kind of tearing the Senate apart. He said, I don't know if there was any one thing that kind of got him to change his mind, but I was unsettled. I saw the food fight again between the parties, the Democrats saying they're going to walk out, the Republicans blaming everything on Democrats. Um, yes. (laughs) And you're going to what help that by doing more of this. See what he did by saying, you know what? I'm going to delay it because this is what he said. He said, I'm willing to offer this week, uh, week delay, W E A K a week long delay one week because you know, that'll help you know show the Democrats I'm reaching across the aisle. How does that show the Republicans? Yeah. How does that help the the Republicans were let's get a vote. The Democrats are let's delay it. He didn't reach a middle ground by saying it's a week. If the Democrats were etched in stone saying we want one year delay and they really wanted truly a one year delay and the Republicans wanted no delay and Jeff said a six-month delay, you go, well, okay, I guess that does kind of, you know, if there was a time frame. Any delay benefits the Democrats. So he saw, he didn't he didn't reach across the aisle and find a compromise. He sold out. If you say, all right, uh, I want 10% and someone else wants 50% and you settle somewhere in the middle, okay, that's a compromise. That's a compromise, yes, yes. But if somebody says, I want no tax, and someone says, I want a 50% tax, and you say, well, let's give them 25%, you still introduce yes. the tax. He still introduced a delay. He doesn't understand this stuff. So he sided with the Democrats on it, which is incredible. He said, the majority and minority parties and their staffs just don't work well together. There's no trust. Over the weekend, I was surfing around for some audio for today, and I was reminded of a Ronald Reagan story where he said when he got inaugurated on that day, I think it was Secretary Baker, I think it was James Baker, who pulled him aside and said, Mr. President, I want you to know, I will be with you through thick. And he said, what about thin? And he said, welcome to Washington. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. So this is a shock to you. There's no trust. This game is being played. 
All this does is support our arguments for things like term limits. That's all. All right. A little more from SNL. Do we have the weekend? Oh, wait. No, let me play the uh, the end of the Matt Damon. Um, do we have uh, towards the end where he does the uh, Saturday night uh, live from New York at Saturday? Let's go towards the end here. Here we go. He uh, goes blah, blah, blah for another few minutes and then gets to the end. Here we go. Here we go. Matt Damon on the air. And live from New York, it's Saturday night! No, back, I'm going to back that up about... I'm my key witness. So am I angry? You're damn right. But if you think I'm angry now, you just wait till I get on that Supreme Court, because then you're all going to pay. Give me a camera. Okay, okay. Did you catch that? Yeah. That yeah. wasn't for the joke. Oh, no, that was not for the joke. That what was, was that for? That was... That was the warning. Yeah, to Jen of you. So they're saying to people, hey, as soon as you think Brett's angry, when he gets on there, he's going to take it out. He's going to, it's even more necessary that we stand against him. People didn't laugh. There was no joke in there. No, nobody was laughing on that one. Everybody was That was a warning. So after they misrepresent his character, after a character assassination, after leading him into reacting the way he did, they then say, well, now we have to dissuade him from the Supreme Court because he's going to punish us. He's yes. going to be very partisan. Yes. After you were partisan through this process. Come on. A retaliation. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Let's move on to the, uh, the weekend update then. <clears throat> also on Saturday Night Live, and we haven't even gotten to the crazy stuff regarding Kavanaugh over the weekend because we have, still haven't gotten to, uh, to Kanye. Oh, Kanye. Man. Oh, mm. my gosh. I don't even know what he's talking We'll do that in a minute. He made my day. Here's the uh, the weekend update with uh, some uh, white guy and some black guy. <clears throat> Pretty much the only ones who kept their composure at the hearing were the woman being questioned and the woman Republicans had to hire to talk to the woman being questioned. <laughs> okay, now, pause right op- there a second. Pause right there and back it up so you can hear how he starts the next sentence. Now, he's right about that. And that's kind of funny. Okay, I will give him that. Yeah, why they have to hire somebody, whatever. Why did they have to hire somebody, Chris? I don't know why. No, why did the Republicans have to oh, hire somebody? Oh, because they're sexist. They don't, they don't believe in women Because everybody said old white guys yep. sitting in judgment. Yep. It wasn't me who said that. No, it was... It wasn't the old white guys sitting in judgment that were saying that. No. Who said that? Mainstream leftists, media. mainstream media leftists, and the Democrats. They yeah. said, "Oh, and we're going to have this panel of of old white guys sitting in judgment of this young, frail, fifteen year old girl <laughs> nope. who was sexually." Ass- this is what they said. They said this. Yep. So the Republicans, of course, playing a little bit of politics here because they're worried about their images. And okay, I could give them a small little nugget of maybe they really wanted to make her feel, but okay, most of it's politics. But they didn't start that political game. They were, again, you want us to take your rook or your queen? Damn it. Okay. Take the rook. We'll have the female prosecutor sit here. And then when they do, people say, look at them. They had to hire somebody. (laughs) You made us. Now, this guy on SNL, not the black guy, the white guy, he said, and no one knows who the hell they are. They're not particularly talented. Um, Said, you think they were talented? You think those two are talented? Yeah, um, they're, they're funny when it comes to the weekend, uh, weekend update. They, they, they know how to give and take. Um, I'm a uh, personality here. My performances, eh, okay. And I am far better than them. 
That's how bad they are. Jeffy's better than them. Seriously. I'm eh, eh, meh. These guys, horrible. Anyway, so he actually pauses for a moment and says, listen, I know why the Republicans did this. And you're like, oh, okay. And then does a 180. Does a 180. So it's, it's again, the marketing of this of, well, I get it. See, I'm not just being a leftist, Democrat, shill. No, I get it. But then still goes on to lampoon them for this. How do you, how do you, when someone's forced into something, this is like mocking somebody with a disease. And yet you still did that. By the way, they also mocked somebody with a disease. The leftists are the ones that told us that alcoholism was a disease. When the rest of us said, it's not a disease. They said, no, no, it's a disease. Okay, got it. They not only mocked Kavanaugh claiming that he has a problem with alcohol, Listen, if he did all those things, he has a problem with alcohol. Yeah, he does. And yet yeah. you still mock that. And then mocked Mark Judge, who, by the way, admittedly has a problem with alcohol. The guy's been recovering for years, and they still mocked him. Think about that a moment. Is that the compassionate left? Here he is. Now listen to him for a moment say, I understand why the you know, Republicans had to do this. Listen and the woman Republicans had to hire to talk to the woman being questioned. (laughs) Now, on an optics level, I get why the Republicans did that. But if you're not the right person to ask questions at a Senate hearing, maybe you're not the right person to be a senator. (laughs) Oh, they love that. Wait a minute. They were the right people to ask until you said that. Chris, although plenty of Republicans have skeletons in their closet, of that committee... How many people, how many Republicans on that committee have known cases of sexual abuse or other um, immoral or illegal things? There, there probably are. I can't think of any off That's the top of my I'm head. That's what I'm thinking here. Like, I'm trying to be fair And here. there are I plenty cannot, of them. Don't get me wrong. I cannot think of any. But at the top of my mind of the up. 10 Democrats. Oh, well, yeah, you got Booker. Booker, <laughs> right? And then uh, Blumenthal. Yeah. Dianne Feinstein has obvious skeletons in her closet. Yeah. The Chinese uh, spy who worked for her for 20 years. Her failure as mayor of San Francisco with the Night Stalker case, which helped a couple of other people get murdered. Yeah. I mean, it goes on and on. But of course, maybe they should, those Republicans had to hire, maybe they shouldn't be the people there. Maybe Cory Booker shouldn't be there. A little more. I just want to remind everybody that all this this. yelling and crying happened at this dude's job interview. (laughs) I mean, typically when you're asked about a sexual assault and your drinking problem at a job interview, you don't get the damn job. Um, Yeah, here's the thing here. Um, Imagine going to a job interview and let's say you have no trouble with alcohol and you never sexually assaulted anybody and somebody accuses you of drinking and sexual assault. Aren't you going to answer questions about sexual assault? And yep. So typically, if somebody asks you about those things at a job interview, you don't get the job interview. That uh, you don't get the job. That is true. Uh, typically, those things only come up if there really is something in your past. And if there's not, and they question you about something, usually when you explain it away, it goes away. Again, do you see the chess match? They started this, and then wow. If somebody questions you about it, you know what that is, Chris? 
That's saying, oh, you're newly married now. Yes. So tell me, Chris, have you stopped beating your wife? Never stopped. Have you stopped beating your wife? Yes or no? No, because I not. So no. So you're still beating your wife? No. So you're not. So you did stop beating her? No, because I never started. I don't know why you're... It's a yes or no question. By the way, that's what they did to Brad Kavanaugh. Yes or no? Yes or no? Yes or no. Yep. Because they want you on record, whatever, to try to set you up. That's what they did here. That's called a complex question. Yes. That's that's the official name for it. It's a complex question where it's not a yes or no. You can't give a yes or no and give all the information out and it ends up being misleading. But that's what they've done to him. Yep. He's likely done. Let me get a quick break in back with more on this The Morning Blaze. You are listening to the smooth sounds of The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. On The Blaze Radio Network! The collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. All right, get the tweets in with the hashtag What I Learned Today. Also, take some on uh, Facebook as well, but it's at Real Chris Cruz at Doc Thompson Show. I got a scruffy nerve herder here saying, Here are some old white guys sitting in judgment who ruled Brown the Board of Education. Yeah, Brown versus the Board of Education. That That's is some... the landmark civil rights case yeah. or whatever, and they, they did the right thing as well. Uh, also, uh, some of those white guys uh, early on, those founding fathers, although some of them slave owners, really set up the Constitution so it could be amended and things changed, which it eventually did. Yeah. The C-42 saying 1984 is a Sunday school <clears throat> class compared to 2018. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. It's, it's, it's bizarre. I mean... I was so triggered over the weekend by all of this stuff because of the one-sidedness. You know what I mean? Like on um, John Stewart when he was on um, the Daily oh, yeah. Show or whatever that was, or Family Guy. Seth, what's who's writes Family Seth, Guy? Uh, Seth McFarlane. Seth McFarlane. Um, leftist stuff all over the place. A lot of it very funny. Some of it I found inappropriate because it wasn't funny. It was just trying to attack Christians. You know. By the way, some. Funny things they said about Christians were funny or made good points. Some of it was just, let me just say something ridiculous to bash Christians. Okay, great. And that's fine. This is completely different. This is taking a lie. This is like, um, I I can't even give you an example because they've taken it to the nth degree. I'm trying to find something more ridiculous. I was going to say, Brett Kavanaugh, you raped somebody. No, they accused him of that. Yeah, too late for that one. This is like... um, Chris Cruz, you have sex with children. No, I don't. Ah, Chris, oh, now he's going to deny it. Just what a, a pedophile would say. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. That's the game they played, but that's the only thing worse I could think of. Yeah, yeah. They, they even accused him in a roundabout way of attempted murder. Yes. Because she said she thought yes, they she might, was. albeit accidentally, murder her. Yes. That's what she said. Yes. So they got murder in there and gang rape tied to his name. Yes. And that I can't believe he's so upset by this. Why would you? Wow. <laughs> it was just a hearing. Black suit, Lucky Farkin saying, hey, I've tried to vote out Sharon Brown, Sherrod and, Brown. Uh, and John Kasich, but someone keeps canceling my vote. Right. 
Yeah. Um, who is that, by the way? Uh, Black Suit Larky Farkin. Yeah, Larky Farkin. Um, you might want to check. If you want to know who canceled out your vote, it was likely somebody from the neighboring cemetery. <laughs> That's who it probably was. <laughs> Dr. Rocky saying the same Matt Damon who was almost eaten alive by the Me Too movement for knowing about Ben Affleck yep. and Harvey Weinstein yep. get a standing ovation mm-hmm. and adult in being on SNL. <clears throat> Oh, I've got a little gem from Matt Damon, oh, yeah, if you, you like that, coming up in a couple of minutes. Yes. Oh, it's far better oh, than that. Yes. Far better than what you just said. Yeah, this is the guy again. Again, there's, they can say and do what they want. There is no double standard or hypocrisy when it comes to the left. They can do and say what they want. In fact, I got a, um, I got a political cartoon I'll tweet out in just a second or Ooh, whatever that shows fun. this. Right. They have such a, a low moral bar. And then they criticize Republicans when they don't get over the higher moral bar, which is still much higher than the Democrat moral bar. Yes. yes. All right. Get the tweets in. Hashtag what I learned today. We'll get some more coming up next on this The Morning Blaze. Believe it or not, you are actually being informed. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Now, to a Matt Damon interview December of year last. December 2017. Matt Damon being interviewed about this Me Too movement and Hollywood today and all of these interesting scenarios and how he would deal with such a thing. Now remember, this is Matt Damon the uber progressive, the leftist, the one who cares and is more compassionate than you and I, the one who certainly cares more about women, even though he was aware of Ben Affleck's shortcomings, Harvey Weinstein's shortcomings. Has has Matt himself ever been investigated? No. <clears throat> well, he's never been accused. I'm just saying. I mean, you know, maybe we dive into that a little bit. Okay. Number there. two, this is... Um, Matt Damon, who has reveled in Hollywood, made his fortune off of Hollywood. Hollywood that offers all kinds of movies and films that have uh, immorality as one of their key components, right? (laughs) No. I mean, they have immoral. I mean, objectifying women, guns. They put this stuff in there all over the place. But they're not very moral. (laughs) No, I'm saying it's immorality is part of it. Right. And uh, Yet he is taking the moral high ground when it comes to Brett Kavanaugh. Okay, here's an interview from December last. Ten years ago, if you made a claim against me and I had a big movie coming out, okay, I have a $100 million movie or I have a movie that is personally important to me coming out, and uh, close to the release of that film, you say Matt Damon grabbed my butt and stuck his tongue down my throat. We would then go to mediation and, and organize a settlement, right? I go, I don't want this out there, you know. Now with the internet and, you know, with not with the, not the internet wasn't there 10 years ago, but with social media, these stories get, it's like they get gasoline poured on them. So the moment a claim is made, if you make that same claim today to me, I would, I would 
I'd, I would be I'd be scorched earth. I go. I don't care if it costs me ten million dollars to fight this in court with you for ten years. Mm -hmm. You are not taking my name from me. Mm -hmm. You are not taking my name and my reputation. And from that's me. what I've it worked is. too hard. Yeah. I've worked too hard for it, yeah. and and I earned it. And you can't just blow me up like that. <laughs> this is incredible. Isn't that? Exactly what Brett Kavanaugh is going through. Yes, he's. I didn't do it. I'm and defending my name. That's all by, I have left. By the way, Matt worked a little bit harder than you too. Yeah, yeah. worked. A, yeah, he didn't get a um, you know multi million dollar Hollywood deal handed to him when he was a young man by Harvey Weinstein. He didn't get that. He didn't. This is a guy who went to school and uh, you know worked his butt off. But okay. So what is he saying? This is. This is exactly what he's doing. He was accused of something. And again, he was not accused of shoplifting a pack of gum 20 years ago. He was not accused of, well, initially it was fairly benign. He hopped on some chick that could have been horseplay. Maybe not. But to the point that it quickly became gang rape. And in his testimony, if you actually paid attention, that's the part he really gets triggered. The other stuff can be explained away you may not agree, but could be explained away with horseplay, kids being kids, goofing around at a drunken party. Inappropriate, immoral, fine. But there was a far leap from Ramirez to um, Swetnick to the gang rape allegations. And you could tell during his, his testimony, any of the comments, that's where he really gets triggered. That's where he's really like, these are outrageous Matt Damon is saying he would have fought no matter what it took to clear his name. Isn't that what Kavanaugh did? And you should if your name is, if you're innocent, you should be fighting for your name. And by the way, there's no clearing your name from this. It's over. Brett Kavanaugh's name is now synonymous with, I mean, we still say somebody who was Borked from Robert Borked eras when they block your nomination, when it becomes partisan. <laughs> That's what we still say, Bork. We say these things. Anita Thomas, uh, I mean, uh, Clarence Thomas and Anita yeah, Hill. Anita Hill. It's still out there. I mean, think about these names in history that you know that are tied to these, you know, uh, scandals, I guess you'd say. This isn't even a scandal. Brett Kavanaugh is now that guy. Brett Kavanaugh, think about this. Regardless of whether or not he ends up on the Supreme Court, Brett Kavanaugh is now Harvey Weinstein. Of the right. <laughs> yeah. Brett Kavanaugh, for many people, when you say yeah. this, his name is synonymous. In fact, he's gotten more play than Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. <clears throat> he's gotten more attention. Did SNL do a bit on Harvey Weinstein? No, the <clears throat> only one that I could think that did a skit was Seth MacFarlane in the um, Family Guy. Okay. That's about it. That's, I don't that's think it. SNL did. No, I don't think so either. What is Harvey Weinstein accused of? Seriously, get on the list. He's accused of for multiple women. Yes. Likely, as we've said, some of those are just bogus. They're just coming out of the woodwork. But we'll say some of them, again, he is innocent until proven guilty. Of we've course. said that over and over again. But like all the cases, we go specifically, you know, case by case and say, look at this, look at this. It seems like some of them are legit. In the worst case scenarios, what is he accused of? Like Asia Argento. Yeah. He's accused of rape. <clears throat> A lot of exposing himself, mm -hmm. uh, playing grab ass, assault, mm -hmm. like, you know, you grabbed him type of thing. You, you pushed it. Um, okay. But in the worst case, rape. Yes. Which is reprehensible. Yes. 
It's still not gang rape. No. Or murder. Or murder. I mean, the, the murder thing was a little less tied to him, she said accidentally, but the, that word is still out yeah, there. Yeah, the word is still out there. But the gang rape was an allegation, not just one, multiple gang rapes, that he was part of that culture and may have been involved in, according <laughs> to Swetnick. He's worse than Weinstein as far as the character assassination goes. Yes. He likely did far less than Harvey Weinstein is accused. Oh, yeah. Yet is being painted, and it will stick to his name forever, far worse. Yeah, and then think about his family. The You know, those... I just don't get it. You know, this guy has... It's not like he came out to the public now. He's, what, he's on the second highest court right now? Yeah. So, I don't... I. It's so weird that... I... It's, I'm speechless when I've seen these entire. Even when I even I was in Arkansas last week, all last week. And hey, thanks for stopping by. Oh, you're welcome. You guys, I actually I thought I was close to you guys, but then I realized you guys were still like. Four Are you hours. in Hot Springs? Yes. Yeah, you you came within an hour and fifteen minutes yeah. drive. So I was like, oof, almost, almost came close. But I went to this pizzeria and I was listening to people talk, and it was like. Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh. And I'm like, oh, guys, these people are just going to piss me off. I just want to enjoy some awesome pizza. And all I hear is like, do you guys really believe this? And I was like, whoa, what is going on? And it was an awesome conversation seeing, oh, yeah, I believe it. And they're like, and then one guy started bringing up, well, did you believe Harvey Weinstein? Did you believe uh, uh, the other Argento, Sargento, whatever her name is? And they were like, okay. Argento is the actress. Sargento is is the the cheese. cheese. I always get them confused. But it was really interesting to see that even, even normal Americans that, you know, see, you know, a little bit consumption of TV are still divided. Like, yeah, but I don't believe it. It was 32 years ago. It was 30 years. Who actually remembers that back? I'm like, you're absolutely right. So when I heard that and then I started watching TV, I was like, I kind of believe that the normal general public does not believe those ladies. So let's boil it all down to this then. And this is what's supposed to happen. I mean, this is really a pretty obvious textbook case. When, you know, you get to the point, like you said, people arguing back and forth. Well, what about this? Well, what about that? Well, what about this? Then you must go to due process, the rule of law. And unless we all say you're innocent until proven guilty, unless we all agree to that constitution, you know, Mm -hmm then we are all doomed. America cannot continue if you for a second say guilty until proven innocent. Do you know the number of cases of people who have been um, accused and it turns out not to be true? It goes on and on. I found another case of uh, a woman over the weekend who uh, she worked for a court and as it turns out, um, substance abuse counselor. Mm-hmm. Here it is. This is out of the New York Post just yesterday. Substance abuse counselor sentenced for sex with men in custody. Whoa. This is a 26-year-old, Rachel Johnson mm-hmm. of Leslie, New York, it looks like, a counselor at a substance abuse treatment center. Oh, it's in Michigan. Michigan will have to register as a sex offender after admitting she had sex with two men in custody. That is a crime. Yeah. She is there. Care. She is in, in her care, basically. Yeah. yeah. This, this is a, a woman preying on men with substance abuse problems. Uh, but women don't do those things. Hashtag me too. 
Oh, Doc, it's disproportionate. It's more men. No, actually, it may not be. Yeah. We've always accepted that. I've always, it, there's no way to find out because, number one, most of these cases or a lot of them don't get uh, reported. Number two, uh, men report disproportionately than women because it makes them sound weak. So they don't do this. And the argument that only 2%, less than 2% of cases are false allegations yes. is wrong as well. Do you know what that's based on? No. A lady wrote a book in the 1970s who claimed this out of nowhere. She conjured this statistic up out of nowhere about false allegations. Okay. And everybody refers back to it directly or other cases that use that for the basis of their case. So, you know, maybe a case is written four years later that says, well, this lady in this book in 1970, whatever, accused, and then two years later, you get 10 studies down the road whose case initially, the core of it is this one that she just conjured up out of nowhere. And even if that one was the truth, even if there was some truth in that, that was the 1970s. Things have not changed in the last 50 years. Come on. Then I see this study over the weekend. Again, these are not... Old statistics and studies. Here's one dated five days ago. Um, headline, um, boys more likely to be victims of teen dating violence than girls, according to a new study. This is researchers at the University of British Columbia conducted a study of dating violence. And it turns out that boys are more likely to be victimized than girls. 5.8% of boys reported dating violence compared with four. of girls. Those are ones who are willing to report it. Do you think boys are more likely to report that they've been the victim of violence from a girl when you're going to be labeled a pussy? Yeah. That's what they will say about you. Yeah. Yeah. Are you more or less likely? Yeah. Well, doc, girls are more likely to hide it because they're okay. Fine. Then let's say between those two things, it's about even. Still, according to this study, boys far more likely to be the victims of violence Mm -hmm. when it comes to dating. Where's that information? You don't hear that, right? No. We had a study, uh, a story just a couple months ago. In fact, here's the, I don't know if we gave the update on this while you were gone or not. Um, Do you remember the girl who said the two Sacred Heart University football players raped her in the bathroom downstairs at a party? Yes. She falsely uh, claimed that. They were kicked out of school, lost their scholarships, no longer on their team. Their life is ruined. Yeah. They no longer have that opportunity. It's over. They don't say, oh, turns out she was wrong. Come back on the team. No. No. First of all, it's several years later, so you lose those couple of years Mm -hmm. of playing opportunities to make your mark on the football field and do something later in life. All of it gone. She got sentenced the other day. Their life is still over. They were not made whole. You don't get anything out of that. No, you don't. Here's a study uh, dated last year. Teen charged with lying about being raped by college football players. That's another one. Um, Then you have um, a man wrongfully imprisoned. Brian Banks spent five years in prison after being falsely accused of rape, but uh, now finds he has a career in the NFL. That was dated a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. There's a whole list of these that somebody published over the weekend. Well, Doc, you don't have to go that far along. I was accused, I, last year, in this company, was accused of, not hashtag me too, but it was more of like, he said this, blah, 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 blah. 
Guess what happened to me, Doc Thompson? I did not get the promotion <clears throat> I wanted in this company. So you, you don't have to look that far. I was accused. I had to meet with lawyers. This all happened. And to this day, I've not got my promotion because of that one little thing that happened that it was proven after an investigation, internal investigation that happened. It was proven false. Happens companies all over America. Lots of people you know. I mean, how many cases of domestic violence? The cops show up. They take the dude oh. away. I have documented this over and over that in those cases, and in fact, men are more likely to be abused at home physically oh, yeah. than women are. And it's a couple of reasons. There's a couple of reasons for this. First of all, if a woman, wife, girlfriend, whatever, slaps a or just slaps slaps a guy, he's not he's not calling the cops. Oh no, I was slapped in my first marriage. If you get punched, you're probably not. No, it's um, embarrassing. It's embarrassing, and guys just take it. Yeah, you're used to being punched by your friends okay. or whatever. Just take it or whatever. Okay. Uh, but if a guy call uh, punches or slaps oh, somebody, you're, you're getting called on because they're not used to it. They are not used to quote unquote taking it. Number two. If a woman punches a guy versus a guy punches a woman, going to be more damage when a guy punches a woman. Generally speaking, men yes. are stronger than women. They're going to do more damage. And it also leaves more marks. So quite often, wife will punch a husband, smack a boyfriend, whatever. Then he turns around and does the same thing. Cops show up. She has more marks. It doesn't matter who started. The guy's going away. Also, women are seen as more innocent. We still have this chivalrous nature that mm-hmm. says we will protect women. The popo shows up. They want to protect the little lady because she's this shrieking violet. They didn't realize she is a, sh- a, a shrill, you know, shrew who was, uh, you know, beating the hell out of him. No, she's just the innocent little and they want to help her out. And we know these stories. Statistics will or studies will show you that quite often men are the victims of, of violence more in the home than women are, but it doesn't matter. It's still, you know, lots of guys have experienced this. So this is the truth that's out there. If we're going to continue down this road, I'm fine with it. You want to put all cards on the table? I mean, you know what? You know what's good for all of us? Sunlight, <laughs> sunlight, and truth. Yes. It really is. Yes. But these have truths and hypocrisy really, really bad. All it's do is making young boys um, victims. Yeah. It's continuing the victimist nature. I, I have a, a meme that I posted over the weekend about what, what our sons are going to become. I had to make sure <clears throat> to tell my wife, I said, you better make sure you understand what's going on here. Yeah. I go, you have two sons now. Yeah. You have two sons. And unless you teach them properly, unless you explain, first of all, how to protect themselves from allegations like this, that they have to be you know, hyper aware and hypersensitive to this stuff. And number two, you better be speaking out against this nonsense because this is what's coming. Is this the world you want to create for them? You know, we hear these stories and I'm not around this. So I'll just give them, you know, the benefit of the doubt and say it's true and maybe somewhat necessary of black parents sitting down with their black kids, especially black boys and saying the talk here it is. You're going to be seen as a predator more quickly than than maybe other people are. Well, I've told my sons that. I just haven't belabored my 16-year-old. Listen, you get pulled over by the cops 10 o'clock and 2 o'clock, right? You look ahead, you say, yes, sir. You don't move until the cop tells you what to do. That's, you know, I've had it. But maybe not to to that level. But now, all parents should be telling their sons a similar thing when it comes to this. You can't be alone with girls. You can't date anymore. Think about that. 
You never know when the crackpot girl is going to claim something. Even a girl that you've dated that seems normal and nice. I mean, I, I don't even know how you end up dating somebody. I guess at some point, you still got to roll the dice. Yeah, But there's going to have to be a lot more proof and a lot more water under the bridge before you get to the point where you're willing to take that chance. You know, rolling the dice on uh, somebody you just met, that's got to go away. Yeah, like Sarah DeRoma just tweeted out, my son was falsely accused of hitting his girlfriend by her mom. His girlfriend refused to back it up. Being falsely accused does happen. It does. And then, I mean, we've all probably been falsely accused of something, even if it's by a friend. We're like, I didn't do it. This is the reason I have rule number three. I always come clean. Because being a jokester, I would get accused when there was a practical joke played. And I'm like, nope, I'm out. They didn't believe me. So I always tell people, and I always come clean within a couple of minutes. So you know if there's a joke and I tell you I didn't do it, I didn't do it, you can take that to the bank. All right, get some more tweets in with the hashtag what I learned today. We still got to get to Kanye because I need help with this one. We'll get to him next on this The Morning Blaze. Speak your mind. 888-900-3393. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Part of Generation Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. The collision of common sense and comedy. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Okay, um, I, I need some help with Kanye here. I, I don't know what, what happened. So Kanye was performing on Saturday Night Live. Yes. And he does some skits and whatever else. And then during the, the wrap-up kind of musical performance, he starts uh, offering a little, little scat, little da ba da ba 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 and conversating during it. I don't even know what the hell that is, how that's... Uh, it's okay, Kanye. Fine. That's, that's most of his music. It's like that. It's just bad is what it is then. Okay, so he, uh, he does that. And then he offers some impromptu support of Donald Trump, which isn't completely shocking because no. he's kind of danced on that a while. Yes. He's never gone full. Donald Trump is the greatest and I'm whatever. But he keeps doing more and more. Yeah. He busts out a MAGA hat and then offers up this pro Donald Trump thing. We have some of it. Yes. Um, we had to place it. We had to. We had to. Uh, <clears throat> Put it together because Chris Rock put a little bit on Instagram, and then his producer, his longtime producer, put most of it. So we had to put it back together. Did not all of this air? No. What happened was he started because it was a show close. So what happened is he started. He's supposed to just perform, right? Well, he didn't. He started. They had to go into. You know the next show, so he just kept talking, and, and they, that's when you see the SNL staff leave because the show and is he done. Keeps going. Okay. He just keeps going. Here it is. Here's a little of it. Chalo. You see, they laughing at me. You heard them, they scream at me. They bully me. They bullied me backstage. They said, don't go out there with that hat on. They bullied me backstage. They bullied me. And then they say, I'm in a sunken place. You want to see the sunken place? Okay, I'm going to listen to y'all now. I'm going to put my Superman cape on. Because this means you can't tell me what to do. Follow your heart and stop following your mind. That's how we're controlled. That's how we're programmed. If you want the world to move forward, try love. Thank y'all for giving me this platform. I know some of y'all don't agree. 
But y'all be going at that man neck a lot. And I don't think it's actually that helpful. I think the universe has balance. 90% of news are liberal. News? 90% of TV, LA, New York, writers, uh -huh. rappers, musicians. So it's easy to make it seem like it's so, so, so one-sided. Boom, boom, boom. And, uh, Thank God for the bass player. Okay, then I he gets this back country to said I could be mean. Okay. So he does that old thing. Um, he calls out the liberal intolerance and the yes. bias. They say, don't do this or whatever. Okay, so this is what I have. This, this is the guy who's defending people on the right. <laughs> he's not on the right, and he's crazy. But uh, at least there's one nugget of... Yes, truth. There's a little bit of truth in what he was talking about. So this is all I have. There's nobody yes, else that's going to offer this up. You just have Kanye waste right now, buddy. And then Trump tweets like Kanye. He's great. He's the most beautiful person. <laughs> he called out the hypocrisy. Oh, By the again, way, I'm left feeling like a man without a. For country. those of you who did not watch SNL, when he said I'm going to put my cape on, he put on the MAGA hat. You know, and mm -hmm. that's that's his cape. Okay, but that's not what I need the help with. I need the help with his tweet. He oh, said that was, yeah. he has a picture of him in the MAGA hat, and it says, this represents good and America becoming whole again. Okay, I understand that. We will no longer outsource to other countries. Well, that's not true, but at least Trump yes, wants to Trump head away wants, from that. Yes. Okay. Yes. We build factories here in America and create jobs. Okay. Okay, that's a good thing if we do that, although we don't build factories the same yes. way we used to. That's different, but okay. Yes. We will provide jobs for all who are free from prisons as we abolish the 13th Amendment. Message sent with love. Abolish the 13th Amendment. The 13th Amendment abolished slavery. <laughs> so he wants to bring back slavery? What is he talking about? Is he talking about prisons? Help me understand this. Please tweet at me and explain this. Or call 888-900-3393. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Hi there, it's Doc Thompson. Thanks for listening to The Morning Blaze. When you have some time, there's another show that I think you should check out. It's the Glenn Beck Program. I think you're really going to like it. Look for it now wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Glenn Beck is coming live to talk about the right path forward and to make fun of the people standing in the way. He might not be able to save the country, but at least we can all go down laughing. Glenn Beck Live, the Addicted to Outrage Tour, on tour this fall. Direct Fire is a jet-fueled political thriller that's now available in paperback. It's taken from the 30 years of military service of Brigadier General Anthony Tata. His books have gotten high praise from George H.W. Bush and Glenn Beck. In Direct Fire, a Delta Force veteran races against the clock to take out terrorists gather it in the North Carolina mountains. The terrorists have already taken down military brass and civilian leaders, and that's only the beginning. Direct Fire is on sale now. Just visit AJTATA.com. That's AJTATA.com. The most culturally diverse morning show on the radio, hosted by a white guy. It's The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Okay, I'm being really serious about this. I'm 
I know Kanye's crazy, and maybe that's the only explanation you could come up with or you'd have for something, you know, like this this tweet. But I'm really trying to understand what's going on with Kanye, where he said it's time we abolish the 13th Amendment. Does he not know the word abolish? <laughs> Does he not know what the 13th Amendment is? I mean, clearly he just found out there is a yeah, 13th and Amendment. Yeah, and like I said on the commercial break, is I, it, that's why I think uh, I see the similarity between Kanye and Trump, where they just found something that is kind of like, oh my gosh, and that's the only did you see talking. this? And all of a sudden, they just zero in on this and kind of forget Hey, buddy. Yeah, yeah. The rest of us have been like, yeah, yeah. yeah we've known about I mean, this Thirteenth Amendment yes. thing for uh, for a long time. For a long time, it's been around there a lot of time. And they're just like, no, no, seriously. Seriously, and they just keep did you using know about it. this? Yes, this that's is amazing. Is. Yes, I, uh, yes, that's all it is. And it, so and, clearly, he just found out about the Thirteenth yes. Amendment, but uh, I don't think he knows what it no. means. No, no, he does. <laughs> Again, let me give you this this tweet. Uh, we build factories here in America, create jobs. We'll provide jobs for all who are free from prisons. As we abolish the 13th Amendment. Okay, so if he's saying, because the prisons are before it. If he's saying prisons are like slavery, is that it? Okay, I'll give you, we need criminal justice reform. I've said this, and we need prison reform. I'm fine with that. But prisons are are slavery? Well, the 13th Mm. Amendment abolishes slavery, except for in the case of uh, people in prisons. Okay, there's there's some addendums to it when it comes to people in prisons. Uh, usually, you don't have to quote unquote work in prison. No, uh, unless you you're, just, or they have to pay even yeah. if it's sense. You just have to sit. So there. it's not outright slavery no. like the chain gangs yeah. of you know the 1920s or yeah. something. But even if that's the case, even if yes, he sees prison as slavery. Mm-hmm. Okay, think about this a moment. I see prison as slavery. Okay, gotcha. Abolishing the 13th Amendment abolishes the abolition of slavery in total. (laughs) What you would say is amend the 13th Amendment to abolish prison slavery. slavery, You don't don't say, well, as long as we have prison slavery, if that's how he sees it, then we're just going to go ahead and allow all slavery. (laughs) What? That makes no sense. So even if he's saying that, you would say you wouldn't say abolish the Thirteenth Amendment. We you would say we need another amendment or prison reform or an addendum to the Thirteenth Amendment. You don't abolish the third. If he said we'll abolish the Thirteenth Amendment and rewrite it, okay. In other words, we'll repeal the Thirteenth yeah. Amendment and then we'll rewrite it. Okay, at least it makes sense of what he's saying. But this makes no sense. All right, help me understand this, please. <clears throat> I'm just I'm I'm trying to check myself because I think I'm missing something here. Is, is that is that what you're thinking? The way I said it? No, but here I'll give you Ronnie's idea. Ronnie's shooting out what I learned today. Kanye is a genius. He's playing like he's a Trump supporter and saying stuff like "abolish the 13th Amendment" to make the right look bad. Okay, maybe I'm just okay. But I mean, as far as him saying that, it how does it make sense? The way I explained it with the prison well, thing? that makes yes, yes. If yes, but, I, if, but if I'm it, missing something else, tell me. Well, here's the thing, and the reason why I say that uh, Kanye right now is like being the Trump of the right. Thirteenth Amendment is because if you go back to his tweets, I think it was either five days ago or six days ago he found out about the Thirteenth Amendment. Okay, yeah, he because clearly. he's been tweeting about it, Thirteenth Amendment. And well, he finally made it to thirteen. <laughs> 
wait, there's a 14, a 15, 16. Wait, what? So are we waiting for those? Oh, wait till we get to 19. <laughs> Kim's going to be free to vote. <clears throat> no more sandwich making from her. Oh, come on. Okay. She's, now She's, making, not making She's now making sandwiches. Right, let's, let's see if Tom can help us out. Tom Jipping, Senior Legal Fellow at Heritage Foundation. Hey, Tom, how are you, sir? Good morning. <laughs> Although I, think we... your, I think your expectations are too high for people like Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, what I want you to have it on to talk about the Kavanaugh confirmation, but being a Senior Legal Fellow, maybe you can help us dive into this 13th Amendment thing. Um did that make sense? I don't know if you heard the whole thing where he said... I did. Okay. Um, you know, it it makes you want to bring back that how a bell becomes a law little thing on Schoolhouse Rock and, and, or Schoolhouse Rap or I don't know, whatever whatever it is. But somebody somebody needs some edumacation That's about, right. uh, about civics, I think. So the 13th Amendment, real quick, um, but I don't want to put you on the spot here, but um, obviously uh, abolish slavery. But when it comes to prison, there was some addendums for prison, right? Well... Prison isn't slavery. Okay. I mean, let, let's let's you know let's not miss the forest for the trees here. Good point. Uh, prison isn't slavery. Slavery is literally the enslavement of innocent people by you know others and so on. Prison isn't slavery. Period. You 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 can. I'm sure if I were in prison, I would want to call it that. And such, <laughs> but it isn't. It but yeah, isn't. Yeah, they don't just pick you up, or they're not supposed to just pick you up no. off the street and throw you in jail. Usually, there's something sell, that they don't sell that. you. They don't. No, no, no. It's just. It's not. It's so, not. so what's your take on the uh, Kavanaugh confirmation uh, uh, hearings thus far, and then where are we going with this? Well, I think what you're seeing is Democrats and Republicans, probably in the whole Senate, but certainly on the Judiciary Committee, they're like two ships passing in the night. (laughs) Republicans are approaching this uh, as a confirmation process with a specific purpose. They're approaching the allegations against Kavanaugh. Uh, in that context, and so they're focusing on those allegations. Is there evidence for them, et cetera? Democrats are focusing much more broadly on issues and other political agendas, so they don't care whether there is support for evidence for corroboration for her allegations. Uh, Those allegations are useful to them politically, whether they're true or not, whether they're established or not. Uh, and whether they destroy a man and his family or not. So that, that's kind of how I see things right now, is, is really two different playing fields. They're, they are not talking about the same thing. They are not approaching it in the same way. I do think, in this instance, the Republicans are right. I mean, their, their focus is correct. The confirmation process is the only context in which a nomination can be considered. There's all kinds of other ways to address issues of sexual violence and all that other kind of stuff. But uh, these are specific allegations against a particular nomination in the context of the confirmation process, and it ought to be looked at that way. Yeah, it troubles me to... um to just side with the right or have people believe that I'm siding with the right. But honestly, the Republicans have more gotten this one right. Um, I mean, the, the sideshow of what may have happened to Dr. Ford, what Brett Kavanaugh may have been like in high school, any of this stuff is just that. It's a sideshow. You have to follow this due process. If we don't, I mean, Tom, we're all doomed. Well, uh, anybody listening to this... Uh, ought to just put themselves in the situation of if you've been accused of something and told that you are guilty until proven innocent, what would your reaction be? 
I mean, not in this country, in a decent society under the rule of law, um, innocent until proven guilty isn't just a technical legal concept. It's how we ought to treat each other generally. Mm. And it certainly ought to be the case when the government is involved. Brett Kavanaugh is innocent until proven guilty. Uh, I just took a look at the memo that Rachel Mitchell, the the yeah. sex assault prosecutor uh, who had asked questions of Dr. Ford, she, she made her own independent uh, assessment, not not at the request of the Republicans, but just on her own as a prosecutor. And the way she put it was, well, he said, she said situations are tough to prove. This is even weaker than that, because the evidence that we do know either fails to corroborate or actually contradicts Dr. Ford's allegations. So that should be enough for the confirmation process. Pursue it elsewhere further if you like. Uh, ask the Congressional Research Service to look into it. Hold a hearing on it. All these other things that senators and House members can do about issues. But as far as the confirmation process for Brett Kavanaugh, that should decide it. So I've not read Rachel Mitchell's um, uh, the information that she put forth, but what is her is she saying it's it's not just a he said she said why is it weaker because she couldn't come up with well, some she of has, the information uh, she, she goes she actually goes through eight different categories okay. of problems uh including and i'll just read the head yeah. the headings dr ford has not offered a consistent account of when the alleged assault happened she has struggled to identify judge kavanaugh as the assailant by name when speaking even with her husband dr ford changed her description of the incident dr ford has no memory of key details of the night in question her account of the alleged assault has not been corroborated by anyone she identifies as having attended, including her lifelong friend. Dr. Ford has not offered a consistent account of the assault. Dr. Ford has struggled to recall important recent events relating to her own allegations, and her testimony regarding recent events raises further questions about her memory. Dr. Ford's description of the psychological impact of the event even raises questions. So, wow. And that's, that's uh, you know, Democrats aren't going to listen to anything that Rachel Mitchell has to say. I get that. She, but she, was, uh, she is a prosecutor in this field, has been for 25 years. And by the way, in 2003, Janet Napolitano, who was governor of Arizona at the time, a Democrat, uh, named her uh, outstanding Arizona sex wow. assault prosecutor. And by the way, your audience might not know that Janet Napolitano was Anita Hill's lawyer in 1991 oh, when, for- Anita, when, when Anita Hill made accusations against Clarence. Tom. I forgot about that. Wow. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, this is interesting. Know. This case is in, it, it, this shows you, Tom, how powerful this testimony was. I watched most most of Dr. Ford's, if not all of it, uh, most of Brett Kavanaugh's. I mean, I've really been tuned into this. And still, even though I knew some of the objections and caught things, again, I'm not trying to do the aha gotcha. I'm just trying to take it all in. I knew there were some problems. But the way Rachel laid it out, it's, you're right, worse than even I realized. Well, in other words, I've been marketed to. It's, it's powerful politically, but it's, but, you know, credibility is more than just how someone comes across or sort of the emotional reaction you have when you see it on C-SPAN. Credibility is also, is there any corroboration for it? Mm. Are the people who she said were there actually there? You know, you got you to gotta look into the substance of it, too, not just sort of the optics of it. And when you do that, 
there's just not much there, which means for purposes of the confirmation process, um, I I think once the FBI now has gone over the same ground, and by the way, that's what they're going to do, that's what they're doing. They're going over the same ground that the Judiciary Committee's investigators did, conducting the same interviews. It's just going to be on FBI you know, letterhead instead of somebody else's. But once that's done, and then it's time to vote. You know, the confirmation process is for the purpose of the Senate expressing its uh, support or opposition to a presidential nominee. Once all this stuff is in, let's vote. So in your professional opinion, does he get confirmed? Um, I think he does. I I mean, uh, unfortunately... Uh, There's so much opposition and and, and almost hatred of President Trump on the Democratic side that uh, it makes an an objective assessment of Kavanaugh's qualifications and even an objective assessment of these allegations virtually impossible. So, you know, it's it's likely to be a partisan, completely partisan vote. It shouldn't be. Um, But I I think that... um, at the end of the day, somebody who is this well qualified and against whom you know allegations of this sort have so little basis, uh, he ought to be confirmed, and I think he will be. Tom, I really appreciate you joining us in your insight. Uh, Tom uh, is heritage.org, right? Yes, that's right. And what we'll do is we'll tweet out a link to that, and they can find out all about you as well. Thanks so much, that'd, buddy. Appreciate that'd it. That'd be awesome. Thanks for having me. All right. Tom Jipping, uh, Senior Legal Fellow at Heritage Foundation, heritage.org. Good stuff. Uh, smart guy there and laid that out. He's right about that. One of my biggest takeaways of what he just said there is not only is innocent until proven guilty a legal standard, which we, we do and ought to have, but it should be the standard we all have uh, daily in our lives, how we treat each other. Society ought to operate aside from the legality of it. How many of us believe that? Yeah. How many of us practice that? Here's, yeah. here's I know we don't. Um, just go through Facebook. <laughs> not, not like ours, but like friends and family, especially the people who air their dirty laundry about, you know, and then cousin Bill said this, and then Steve did this, and we were at the party and blah, right? All that, you know, the dirty laundry that gets aired. How many people start with you're innocent until proven guilty? And then everybody's hypersensitive, too. We are all so triggered. I don't know if it's the fluoride in the water that's turning frogs gay and also making us hypersensitive, but it's bad right now. It is not good. <laughs> but with that memo that he was talking about, she has some good citation and a good timeline. Like, well, this because is solid. I hadn't thought about this, but a lot of people probably questioned um, Rachel Mitchell, and you're like, how come she... I, there's a contradiction. Why didn't yeah. you... Because you would say something, you know, it asked Dr. Ford, blah, blah, blah. And down the road, a piece, a minute, 10, whatever, bring up something else that you'd go, oh, that contradicted what she said before. Well, I thought at the point at that point, she was just putting it out there and letting people figure out themselves because she can't attack her. No, she can't. No. I didn't realize there'd be a follow up. Yeah. So here yeah. she writes this up and says, here's the contradiction. Yeah, And it's very Tom, interesting. Tom's right. And it's in, not he said, she no. said. Imagine your child comes to you, your daughter, your son, whoever. And they say, Mom, Dad, here's what happened. Whatever the happened is. Yes. Uh, Something happened at school. Somebody bullied me. Somebody tried to steal me. There was a sexual assault. 
whatever, a, a teacher accused me of something, the cops, they tell you their side of the story. Your mm-hmm. kids tell you. And you, they start telling you the story. <clears throat> How many questions into it that they can't answer before you go, this kid is lying to me? Three. How many things probably depends on the type of question, sure. But think about this like you're questioning a child. Okay, so you say that happened. Where did it happen? Well, I don't remember. What do you mean you don't remember where it happened? Imagine they, they tell you that somebody bullied them. Yeah. Remember the bully cases we had? Yeah, the, the cases, yes. <clears throat> and we, we said, One's wait still a minute. still out. One's still out. Something, something's not One's right here, out. right? Yes, yes. And we use the kids. What would you say to your kid? So you say, somebody bullied me. Okay, where did it happen? Um, I don't remember. What do you mean? Over in that neighborhood, can you point out the house? No, I can't. Okay. Um, well, what happened? Well, so many people jumped me. Okay. Well, no, it's, uh, it's no, nah, that's not accurate. It's not. And no, it's this and it's okay. I mean, I'm at that point, I'm out. Yes. I'm like, this kid's lying to me. Now I'll ask a few more follow-up ones before I go, listen, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> How do you not know this stuff? Yes. Right. Yes. And you start with, again, even believing your kids. There's right. You kid tells you they were sexually assaulted or someone tried to steal them or they're bullied. Your kids, you start with, I'm protecting them. Yes. So you got your, you start when it comes to the court of law, when it comes to a congressional hearing, a Senate hearing, something else, you start with innocent until proven guilty. And she can't answer those questions. I'm sorry. Sorry, sweetheart. You got to come with something else. I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm just saying you have yet to prove it. All right, we'll get to some of your tweets coming up. Still looking for an explanation for Kanye. And I got a may, good couple of ones. And by the way, the explanation may just be Kanye. True. He loves some Kanye, so. Kanye loves some Kanye. Bring it up! You're waking up to the morning blaze with Doc Thompson, part of Generation Blaze, only on the Blaze Radio Network. The most culturally diverse morning show on the radio, hosted by a white guy. It's the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. All right, uh, tweets now with the hashtag what I learned today, and hopefully people have figured out the Kanye thing or just offered some things. I just, I'm glad I mentioned it to Tom too because I thought I was missing something here. He really just doesn't understand it. <laughs> Political porn saying, I like what Kanye is doing. I really do, but I do not want the 13th Amendment abolished. Right. Listen, slavery bad. That's not, that's not a white, black, it, no. nothing to do with this. No. Enslaving people is wrong. Yeah, you do you believe that. in personal freedoms? That's what's so funny about people on the left that they don't get what's at the core of libertarians and conservatives. Freedom is absolutely my ground zero. Everything I am do, there, that is the... Bottom rung, right there. Freedom, personal freedoms. Leave me alone, I'll leave you alone. I am incensed even at the smallest infringement of my rights. This is the reason I get so pissed when people are driving in the left lane. Get the hell out of my way. I'm not asking you to do anything different. You can putter around all you want, even in the left lane. Why don't you just let me by, right? Everything I am. Why would you think I would ever support slavery or the you know people being mistreated or anything? Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, a lot of people are bringing this up, so I want to get your take on it. Larky R- R- Farkins. Real quick, I'm sorry. I think he believes that prison is slavery, is what yes. he's saying. Yes, because him and his girl okay. are all about prison reform. Okay. Uh, but Larky Farkins said, I think Kanye meant to say abolish the 16 Amendment. Uh, is that uh, taxes? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so those shiny American patriots says maybe Kanye meant to say abolish the 16 amendment passed um, in 1913. No, I mean, he may think that, but he mentioned prison. He said, we provide jobs for all who are free from prisons. Oh, and by the way, provide jobs for all. Those of you that think uh, Kanye's all jumped on the right train there, <laughs> that he's all conservative, libertarian. No, we provide jobs for all. Who's the we providing jobs? Him and uh, uh, Kim? Yes. Fine, you want to do that as private citizens. But if we, the people, are providing jobs for all, what do you mean? Do you mean the economy will be established uh, um, or treated in such a way with free market principles and values that naturally there would be jobs for all? Or do you mean we, the government, ensures everyone has a job? Ain't failure. Yeah. Some unanswered questions. So, like I said, I think Kanye is like Trump because this is the Wikipedia definition of the 13th Amendment. And I think this is where he stopped. The 13th Amendment to the United States Constitution abolished slavery and involuntary servitude except as punishment for crime. Right. That's where he stopped. That's it, right. Period. Oh, abolish the 13. And, right. And if, yeah, exactly. <laughs> abolish the 13. Honestly, that's what he did. Abolish ICE. Yep. Abolish 13. Yep. Uh, wow. Apparently, we're going to need an NRA for the 13th now, too. Who would have thought we need an organization fighting to keep the 13th Amendment? So we got First Liberty for the First Amendment, NRA for the Second. The 13 needs what, one now, too. Wow. Who's going to you know, pick up the mantle for the 13th Amendment? Crazy, man. Crazy. <laughs> right? I, I, I think you're right. That's what he did. No, but it, even there, even that, though, like I said, is yeah. a failure because, like Tom said, first of all, it's not slavery. No, it's not. You're convicted of a crime. And they, you don't have they, to work. They put it in there just to distinguish between the yes. two, that someone would make that argument. They're actually just cleaning it up so people don't, oh, I'm in prison, I'm a slave. No, no. this is the difference. We'll yes. just put it in there. Um, but even if you want, even if you believe there should be no prisons or any of this, the policy of the 13th does not solve. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. In yes. fact, if they abolish the 13th, we would, they would actually be able to make prison worse. Yes. Yes. They could throw more people in prison and as enslavement. Yep. <laughs> Think oh. about that. Kanye. Cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo. Oh, buddy. All right, Kanye. Uh, missing the point there, buddy. Missing the point. He keeps saying the 13th. <laughs> I don't think he knows what it means. The morning blaze. Sorry, we didn't mean to offend you. Actually, yeah, we did. This is the morning blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. 
Hi, lots of tweets coming in with the hashtag what I learned today. Also, um, looks like the president reached a uh, late night agreement yes. with, for NAFTA with Canada. I was trying to get the details of it, and there's just not a lot out there. Um, from what I saw, I mean, I can't see... I can't see the um, ups and downs for us. No, not I saw not yet. some saw some very pro Canada stories on it. Yeah, how Justin Trudeau fought Trump and won, and it seemed very biased. I just I'm not an expert on the deal they passed. I wish I had more information. More of it will be available today, um, and we will certainly talk about it in the next couple of days. I'm confident that there is some good for us. Yes. I can't imagine Trump making. Um, such a big deal out of NAFTA, and he's going to change things if it ended up being worse across the board. I'm sure there's some things that maybe I won't like in it. But again, yeah. I don't like NAFTA or support some of this stuff to begin with. Bottom line, if you look at NAFTA over the years, it has not been great for America in many ways. You could point to some things, say, well, this did better, whatever. And you could point to many that were not good. I'm a person who believes in free market. If we want to support uh, trade, there's nothing wrong with doing treaties when it, or making treaties when it comes to something like that. But um, there's more to it when it comes to tariffs and treaties and trade than just saying, "Okay, fine, um, there'll be no treaties on, or no tariffs on anything." Let's say perfect world, right? Mexico. And Canada agreed there'll be no tariffs. It's free market, right? Okay. You don't charge 14% on our pens, and we won't charge 14% on your pens. And refrigerators, we both get rid of the 3% on a... Even if we did that, you have to look at how each one of those countries are run. Because it doesn't necessarily make it fair. What those countries will do is subsidize those industries, for example. It's very shady all the way across the board, but that's the best you can hope for. So in the next couple of days, we'll get more details. Yeah, you, uh, you got. This is what Trump tweeted uh, two hours ago. Late last night, our deadline, our deadline, we reached a wonderful new deal with Canada to be added into the deal already made with Mexico. The new name, are you ready? Will be the United States Mexico Canada Agreement or USMCA. USMCA. Sounds like a new branch of the government. It does. <laughs> and then he finished up with saying uh, congratulations to Mexico and Canada. All right. Well, we'll get the details coming up in the next couple of days. More tweets with the hashtag what I learned today. Got to tell you about Brickhouse Nutrition's uh, Field of Greens. Such mm. a cool product. This is such a great product. In fact, I was at Chris's wedding and I even saw when he was because <laughs> he was on location for the wedding. So he's kind of living there around it yes. for a couple of days and traveling, whatever. His little jar of Field of Greens to yep. make sure he was ready to go. What? That's what it we like very, to see. Uh, very stressful. So I could have time to eat my greens. Got them right there, I right? Put them right in my trailer. And it travels well because it's it in does. a jar. It's it does. Really cool. It really travels well. And the best thing is Milo was in town. So he got his Hulk juice. He got his You Hulk know what juice. he told me? He's huh. like, Dad, can I get some Hulk juice? Mommy doesn't have Hulk juice at her house. I'm like, wow. you know what? You ought to call the courts. Yes. You ought to call the courts because yes. there's trouble happening there at is. home. You don't have so your field I, of greens. You know what I did? I packed them. Since it's TSA friendly, right. there's nothing wrong with that. Boom. There it is. <clears throat> Field of Greens. It is vegetables. It's real food, just in a different form. So you mix it with water, drink it down, and you're getting a full serving of fruits and vegetables in every scoop. They recommend eight ounces. You can adjust it to taste. You can add other things. You can put it in smoothies, wherever. But it's real vegetables, not some sort of elixir or something like that. You get the vegetables. So if your kids don't like vegetables or you don't like vegetables, boom, eat healthy in a different way. 
then maybe you like vegetables, but you don't have time for it. Chris is traveling with them. Travel's real easy. You can keep them at work. Just go to BrickHouseDoc.com, BrickHouseDoc.com, and order Field of Greens. Now, while you're there, don't forget to check out your Dawn to Dusk. That's their slow-release 10-hour uh, energy supplement. Yes. The 10-hour slow-release energy supplement that gives you that extra boost throughout the day without crashing. It's all at BrickHouseDoc.com. That's BrickHouseDoc.com. A lot of people, Doc Thompson, want to comment with the whole Kanye thing. Yeah. I got Andrew saying should should have been affirm the 13th Amendment, not abolish. Affirm, but even if he thought prison needs to be changed in it, it would be affirm plus update, alter, I mean, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex, Addendum. Alex is saying maybe Kanye meant we are liberals abolishing the 13th Amendment in practice being slaves to the Democratic Party. I think Kanye needs a uh, an explainer tweet. <laughs> I think you may need a clarifier tweet. All right, let's get to our next guest, uh, Gene Healy, Vice President of Cato Institute. Gene, how are you? Good. Thanks for having me on. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, so you have new information on, um, well, you've put out new information, maybe some mis- to dispel some misconceptions about impeachment and how that process works. And I think right now that's probably a really good time for that. What with all the Trump impeachment claims and then even, well, if Brett Kavanaugh is confirmed, we can always impeach him. What is the truth about impeachment? Well, impeachment is really a much broader power than uh, conventional wisdom recognizes. Uh, and I think it's a, uh, One of the things I wanted to do in the paper was take a step back from the red team, blue team screaming match, as hard as that is to do, and to just look at the constitutional purpose of impeachment. And it turns out, uh, contrary to the conventional wisdom, it's very different than a criminal process. Uh, Its goal is less to punish uh, than it is to sort of protect. The idea was... James Madison put it, the, uh, it was a way of defending the community against the, quote, incapacity, negligence, or perfidy of the chief magistrate. And that's, uh, there's a lot that can be contained in there. Uh, so, it, you know, we tend to have one of these conversations only about once a generation. The Clinton thing was uh, 20 years ago. And people tend to switch sides depending on what, the, what they, you know, whether they like the person that's in office. Uh, but, it seems to me that uh, if you lower the bar to impeachment to uh, to get a president you hate or raise it, make it more difficult to protect one you like, then you're going to end up regretting that when power changes hands. I mean, given that impeachment is a process and not an automatic removal from office, yeah, it kind of lends uh, you know itself to more of a um, an accountability or. Um, uh, an affirmation or a challenge to a president's uh, performance, right? I mean, there's a little bit of transparency. Hey, we're watching you. Yeah, there's a uh, Ben Franklin said at the convention that it's a, uh, you know, it should be there for the regular punishment of the executive when his misconduct deserves it, and uh, for his honorable acquittal when he's been wrongly accused. So the framers weren't terrified of this. Uh, you know, we we sort of have this idea. Uh, you even saw was Ken Starr, of all people, mm-hmm. a few weeks ago come out and say, impeachment is hell. And you, you, people compare it to a constitutional nuclear weapon. That's not the way the framers viewed it at all. They, they thought, you know, it wouldn't be a good situation if you had impeachment inquiries at the presidential level every year or two. But 
uh, it was a safety valve that was there to be used. And I think we sort of turned it into uh, uh, something that that's all too, we've mystified it into something that's all too terrifying. See, that was a, and uh, that was it's a bit, hard to, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, it was, that was a misconception of mine all these years too. And finally, about a year or so ago, I read something and somebody suggested, yeah, this is not how it was intended by the framers. And I thought about that and I thought, you know what? I do kind of like the idea that, yeah, you're right. You wouldn't want this challenge every year. If it became that, it would be annoying and not productive. But every, on average, five, ten years or so, if you had a challenge, I think that may be a good thing. As long as it, again, there wasn't an assumption that the person would be removed from office, just a challenge. Yeah, uh, I mean, that two-thirds bar makes it very, very difficult to actually have a removal. But I think they'd be surprised that there have only been three serious presidential impeachment attempts in 230 years. I think uh, almost all of them would think that's just way too few. Refresh Uh, refresh our memory on what those three. Obviously, William Jefferson Clinton, Andrew Jackson. Is that right? That's right. In 1868. And the third is Nixon, who was technically not impeached, but because he skipped down before the the hammer dropped. (laughs) But but those are the those are the big three. Uh, You know, the first two separated by over 100 years and then uh, Bill Clinton. So uh, we've, if anything, been been too shy to use it. In your mind, how often would it be used um, as the framers intended? Ballpark every how many years? Uh, hard to say, but I would say, like, if we tripled the current rate, you know, three serious presidential impeachment attempts, 230 years, it's about once every 75 years, once every 15 presidents. Imagine it was once every five presidents. Mm-hmm. I, I think probably the framers all had different ideas in mind to the extent that they even thought about a rate, but I don't think that rate would be shocking for that. That'd be like once a generation, you, uh, you have a serious effort at, uh, and national debate about impeaching a president. And is that too much? I, I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, maybe once a generation, we could stand to be reminded that president serves at our pleasure. It was it was funny if you remember during the um, impeachment trials of Clinton when they you know first said okay we're going to do this uh, nobody really had any idea on how this process worked even people in Congress and I mean they had the you know they had it laid out as far as the Constitution goes but then it's like okay what's what's the system here how does this we we just didn't know it's been so long nobody's been exposed to yeah that. I, I think they had to uh, they largely dusted off some of the rules that they used yeah. in the the last Senate trial was. Uh, of, of a president, uh, Andrew Johnson. So, yeah, we've certainly grown rusty about this. And uh, I think we've uh, diverted too much into uh, uh, special prosecutors and independent counsels. I mean, Congress has outsourced a lot of this stuff, and that all contributes to the idea that what you're looking for is a felony or something. Uh, it's a sort of overcriminalization of impeachment. That, that that actually then helps the um, high crimes or misdemeanors. That makes more sense because that's always been the debate. It's like high crimes and misdemeanors. Well, that would yeah. make sense that even if it's something smaller, the process is there, but maybe the removal would be more of the high crimes, right? Well, it's it's just it's always going to be difficult to, to remove a president. Sometimes the way an impeachment functions, though, is uh, 
it's you know there's always a debate about censuring a president and mm-hmm. it's very difficult almost nobody remembers the presidents that were actually censured you know they probably win a trivia uh, competition <laughs> with, with some of this um but everybody remembers that you know bill clinton was impeached uh it sort of functions as even if uh there's an acquittal in the senate it does sort of function as a, a it, in that case a black mark on the uh, president's mm-hmm. record and you're seeing now that uh a lot of people are who were against the clinton impeachment are uh, reevaluating that position. So, what is the um, is it the same process for removing a Supreme Court justice? It, well, it's it's slightly different, but that's only because uh, it, it, well, in 1980 uh, they passed a, a statute where the Judicial Conference of the United States, this body, uh, recommends judges for impeachment. So, a lot of our recent judicial impeachments have been have sort of come up from the judicial branch from this committee and from fbi investigations so that part of it's different but there's no reason there's nothing that says that congress can only impeach through that process okay um i do think uh that if brett if brett kavanaugh is confirmed or not confirmed whatever and they try to remove him from his post i still think the math is going to be very difficult Mm. for them it's you know not a case of getting past 50 votes it's a case of getting past 67 and uh i i that's just as a practical matter that that strikes me as uh as pretty unlikely although they may decide they want to do it uh just to keep the issue alive yeah exactly i mean i'm sure that's it's uh, good marketing for him as far as that goes. But yeah. people forget. <laughs> I love through this process. They're like, you know what? I'm so upset about him. I have some serious concerns. You know, that's a lifetime appointment. And they're forgetting that his current appointment is a lifetime appointment. Is it not? <laughs> True. Yes. Yeah. So there's, uh, there's a little, uh, you know, as people have pointed out, it would be a little strange to say that, well, the doubts that have been raised are too grave for him to be on the Supreme Court, but uh, you know, the second highest court in the land. That's a good spot for him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do have a. Uh, you guys, Gene, you did a video about five myth of myths of the yeah. myths of the uh, impeachment process. I really like your number four. The Twenty Fifth Amendment is a legitimate substitute for impeachment. Can you cover that? Sure. Uh, there's this. Uh, become very popular i mean you've 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 seen this the uh the idea of repealing and replacing the trump presidency uh by using the 25th amendment now 25th amendment i think up until the trump presidency it only sort of came up in thriller plots you know it's the the provision that the uh the, the cabinet and the vice president or the vice president another body that congress sets up uh declare that the president disabled the language is unable to discharge the powers and duties of his office and uh, remove him. And and then the the vice president becomes acting president. The president can challenge that and ultimately Congress has to sort it out. Um, The idea of using this to remove Trump because you think he's erratic and doesn't act presidential is just completely constitutionally illegitimate. Uh, that's not what the amendment was designed for. The amendment was 
uh, drafted in the wake of the Kennedy assassination and the floor debates about this are pretty clear. They're thinking about like, what happens if you have a president who survives an assassination attempt, but is uh, completely disabled or you have something like Woodrow Wilson's stroke. Uh, And that's part of the reason for the language inability to discharge the powers and duties of the office. They didn't mean somebody who, you know, raises doubts about how wisely he's going to discharge those powers and duties. They meant really couldn't do it. So it's, uh, I think, constitutionally invalid to even go down this road. Uh, It's also uh, politically more difficult uh, than impeachment for Congress to to settle the issue. And I think it would, uh, I, I think people are wrong when they compare impeachment to a coup. I think that's an abusive language, but there is, uh, I think you can make a fair case that the vice president getting together with a majority of the cabinet and pulling the plug on the president. Uh, I think people would look at that as something of a coup. Yeah, it, uh, it so may, I think it's a bad idea. It may be politically appetizing if you disagree with the president vehemently on something and think he's a little nutty. It may be politically appetizing, but you've got to be very careful before you head down that road because, I mean, that, that really is putting the Republican in danger. Yeah, it could lead to a host of confusion. There's even, uh, I write in the paper, this sort of a, it's not clear during the, the period where say pence would be saying he's disabled and trump is saying no i'm not it's not entirely clear who's in charge at various points there's a lot of instability uh that could that could arise over this awesome stuff thanks so much for your insight gene i really appreciate it cato.org correct yep thank you and we'll uh, tweet out, uh, post uh, to it so people can find it. Thanks so much, Gene. Have a great day. Yeah, that's the true constitutional crisis there. That yeah. really is. And that's one of those things. I get you're all triggered because you don't like his ideas and values. But to say he's crazy, guys, stop it. Knock it off. You're really talking about disagreeing with his ideas and values. So you're saying, well, you must be crazy if you agree with those things. No, stop it. This has more to do, like Gene said, with incapacitation. Like you're still alive, but you've been, you know, in a vegetative state or something like this. And then it becomes pretty obvious. By the way, got an answer for you. Kanye tweeted about a little correction. Oh, did he? So do you Okay, wanna, good. I'll get a break and come that? back. Yeah, let yes. me get a break. We'll come back in a bit with more on the morning blaze. Your attention, please. We are the number one show on the planet. The president said so. You're listening to The Morning Blaze, the number one listened to show on the planet. I'm talking billions and billions of people. Believe me. Believe me. See? This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. All right, we have an update on Kanye to explain this. All right, we have an is- update. Do you want the update? Yeah, let's get the update. Here we go. Kanye says, not abolish, but, period, 
Let's amend the Thirteenth Amendment. <laughs> We apply everyone's opinions so to our platform. So it's the word "abolish" that he doesn't understand. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my gosh, he really doesn't. Yes, he pulled a Trump. And wait a minute. Wait a minute. <clears throat> Could he? Does he not know the word "abolish"? He's got to know what the word "abolish" means. No, he has to because he corrects him. He says, "Not abolish, but period." Okay, it's worse that he didn't. I'm trying to think of the word. He didn't understand what he was suggesting. Yes, I I'm, absolutely. I'm trying to think this through. He said, I, "Abolish the 13th. Oh, ah, abolish. No, ah. Okay, no. Okay, amend it. Basically, amend. Yes. And I'm sorry, he does not know the word amend. Okay, no, he you doesn't. Do not okay, know so the how word would you amend the 13th? That it would also include all prison yes. is what he's saying. Okay. Yes. So he's saying prison cannot be a punishment. No. He's saying close all prisons here then. Because if you amend, if you wouldn't you amend, have brought yes. up. He's yes. saying prison yes. is slavery is what he's saying. Yes. And if you're amending the 13th, you would include prison as part yes. of that. Because the only, the only amend that you are looking for is not the slavery part. Because then you mean abolish Is the prison it. part. So right. So you want to amend the prison part. Right. So okay. That, so if you factor all that in, you're actually, yes, saying, hey, no more prison. Listen, uh, I think there's a whole lot of people in prison that maybe shouldn't be in prison. Agreed. Even, even guilty people. First of all, a bunch of drug charges. Whoop. Yep. Marijuana. I don't need to be paying for that or whatever. Yes. It, unless you're a recidivist where we've busted you a Ooh. dozen times. You so like that? Is that a word of the day? Repeat offender. Okay. I like that. Don't recidivist. Sit again. Sit again. You're yeah. a recidivist where we've said, okay. You did something and we punished you another way. Didn't do it. Punished you. And we did this a bunch. Then you go to prison. Like mm -hmm. drugs or something. Yeah. <clears throat> but I'm saying a lot of other crimes, certain robberies and stuff. Unless you're truly violent, I don't want to be paying for you. Unless, again, you've done this a bunch of times. And then I feel more comfortable saying we will lock you up for prison. Yeah. And it's not just the three strike rule. We already have that. I'm yeah. talking about even for some things that... Like I said, some robberies. You busted one time, robbing some. Eh, I don't know about that. You I know? say, you know, if you're robbing, you know, uh, Escobar, pa, uh, whatever his name is, Pablo, should you, should you go to prison for that? It's each case by case. <laughs> so I'm with them on some of that. But there are some people you want in prison for a couple of reasons. The first is to keep them away from me. Yeah, I don't want to be killed. If you are likely somebody that is violent and. Now, you may be the bleeding heart that says, well, we can reform and or, or uh, rehabilitate them or whatever. I'm not even heading down that road. Maybe we can or maybe we can't. Maybe prison should have some of that. But you've got to keep them away from the rest of society yes. because they are a danger. Yes. So in extreme cases, of course. And then I feel very uh, comfortable with saying we could spend the money and you can have better security guards and, you know, but the overpopulation is a problem to say no prison. So you're comfortable with all those violent people being around your house? Come on, Kanye. No, you're not. Sorry. By the way, does this say that he listens to us? I think he was uh, or follows the jackholes. The jackholes yeah. were tweeting at him. Yeah. Okay, very good. Yeah. Patriot Mobile has a new deal for you that they are offering. Sign up for a Patriot Mobile account today. It's patriotmobile.com slash doc. It's patriotmobile.com slash doc. What's the matter? You sound like something's a problem. No, no, no. You're fine. I'll tell you off air. Okay, you sure? Yeah, I'm, sure right. I'm sure. I'm uh, sure. Patriot Mobile is the best paper, the best mobile company out there because they're out there fighting for things for me and you, fighting ideas and principles that we support. These are these are values that are not represented on 
you know, most of the no, they're not. mobile companies out there buy them. Instead, they give money to things you wouldn't support. If you sign up for a Patriot Mobile account today, they're going to give you nationwide coverage that is unsurpassed and customer service that is also unsurpassed. You're going to like doing business with them yes. on top of likely saving money. Get all the deals today or all the details and the deals they have today at PatriotMobile.com slash doc. It's PatriotMobile.com slash doc. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, only on the Blaze Radio Network. So, Mordecai, um, you're going to want to stop in here, Mordecai. Come back, buddy. Mordecai goes... You guys know Kanye tweeted that out yesterday. The, the update, the correction. from Tur- his iPhone. And I said, I know Kanye, or I know uh, Mordecai. That's a joke yes. when we said they're listening to us yes. or he's listening to us or following the jackholes. Yes. We, we know that. that was, well, people are going to call you out on it. That's the point. I know. It was uh, it's a joke. <laughs> Kanye's not listening to this program. No. First of all, he's not up early enough. <laughs> that is true. It is super early in the West Coast. If he's even in the West Coast, I don't know where he is. Yeah, next Kanye's going to bust out the blaze hat as his cope, as his cape, rather. Old logo, though. Not the new logo. Yeah, the, logo. Bla- the Blaze B yeah. logo. Yes, yes. He'll be like, uh, he'll be rapping about Glenn Beck on the next Saturday <laughs> Live appearance. That's his new album that he's about to release. Yeah. By the way, I, I like his nickname. Mordecai's new nickname. Oh, yeah. Sleep. I just expect more from Sleepy Couch Guy. You know what? I expect that. And I just tweeted a picture saying, I come back from vacation and I see nothing has changed. Sleepy Couch Guy. And then it's a picture of him. <laughs> he comes in and just lays down on the couch. And Automatically. Like, he comes in. Trouble. Boom, I don't know. People are going to challenge out. you on this stuff. And I was like, that's the joke. <laughs> <clears throat> that's how it works sleepy couch guy i got a couple of tweets that are funny he goes, he goes sleepy couch guy he goes that's like something on uh oh always sunny, sunny in philadelphia, philadelphia. And I go, yes. yeah you're sleepy couch guy you're sleepy couch guy yes you, you you're always next to frank scg <laughs> <laughs> um if he was a little older he'd be sleepy davenport guy Ooh, that's an old term for a couch he could be sleepy sofa guy yeah by the way, I, I don't want, you know, since we're saying about calling people out, Yo. I'm going to call you out. Okay. You didn't give the best news about Patreon Mobile. Oh, I know. Sorry about that. I will give it to you. I, I kind of ran out of time there. Patreon Mobile has a great deal this month. Um, bring, um, you can bring your own device or you can buy one from them. Of course, if you have a phone already and you like it, you can stay with Patreon Mobile. But if you buy one from them, they have both Android and iPhone starting at only $4 a month. Ta-da! No. That's impossible. $4 a month. Ta-da! That's impossible because major cell companies charge me $25 a month. It's only $4 a month. Ta-da! <sighs> well, that's what this. they start at. Just $4 a month. I was in Arkansas. In but, the by the, the way, woods. real quick, when you call them yeah. and you do it and you're like, yeah, so what deals do you have? They go, well, you can get certain ones of, uh, of our Android and iPhones for just $4 a month. Ta-da! Oh, they do that? Ta-da? They do that. They do that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's above and beyond. By the yeah. way, one of the best thing I liked was cell reception. Amazing in the middle of the woods in Arkansas, hot springs. Wow, amazing service. I was taking pictures of you know the mountains and the trails. It was fantastic service. I've so far, I don't know, 
so far, as of October 1st, I do not regret switching to Patreon Mobile. The number is 800-APATRIOT. It's 800-APATRIOT or patriotmobile.com slash doc. Patriotmobile.com slash doc. Listen, you're going to be thrilled that you switched over. Make the commitment. Do it today. You can call on your way to work or on your way home from work and switch over at 800-APATRIOT. Or if you're at work or home, whatever, and you want to log on, it's uh, patriotmobile.com slash doc. They'll give you all the details. Sign up today. You'll be really happy you did. Tweets now. Hashtag what I learned today. Let's be frank. MPA has a good... Mm, statement about impeachment. He says, Jackson, Nixon, oh, oh, yeah. no. Clinton. No. You can't impeach Trump. It fails the follow Trump's established son. president. Maybe um, president. Uh, Donnie Jr. What? Because it'd be Trump's son. Trump's <laughs> son. Ah, I got it, got it, By the way, it. I misspoke. It wasn't Jackson. It was Johnson. He cleaned yes. it up later. I don't know if he was being kind to me or misheard me. It was Andrew Johnson, not yes. Andrew Jackson. And thank you for doing that because... Uh, Jackson was the Indian killer, took yes. down the central bank. It still uh, applies. Johnson does, though. Johnson was the follow. He followed um, his successor to Abraham Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Andrew Johnson, uh, crazy cat crazy <laughs> he had such a chip on his shoulder about the elitists and stuff mm-hmm. there was one challenge <clears throat> andrew johnson if i remember right i'm going history was a pretty failed dude he was everybody hated him really oh everybody hated this is him. johnson right johnson okay they hate a lot of people hated Jackson well, yeah, too, though. They hated, yeah. some liked him we though. had an author last week about it <laughs> yeah but everybody hated johnson if i remember right but he had one um one thing that he fought for and i can't remember what it was that ended up and he got it right that ended up being a challenge sorry about that that was an errant bell that he got right that ended up being overturned. It was taken to the Supreme Court mm-hmm. uh, 40 years later. And he mm-hmm. got it right. And it had to do with personal freedoms and that too. So he was all right. Tech Crew saying the Supreme Court is a lifetime appointment. I have news for you, Doc. In mm-hmm. most cases, Congress is a lifetime appointment. Great. Great point. That is absolutely it true. It was for Robert Byrd. It was for John McCain. John McCain. It's going to be for, or- well, maybe they did Orrin Hatch. Is he done? No, he's done. Yeah, That's he's right. Orrin's done. Orrin, he's done. Uh, it will be at this Feinstein. point for Chuck Grassley, Diane Feinstein, right? Uh, what's her name? Schultz. Debbie, what's her name? Schultz. You think she'll she's, be there? Oh yeah, she's there. She oh, got man. a lot, lot of ways to go. <laughs> but she, she, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, so far, Elizabeth Warren. <clears throat> is, she said it will she's be running. for her. She says she's running hey, for 2020. It was for Nancy Pelosi. Oh yeah. I mean, because she died a couple of years ago, yeah, right? She she's, did. Yeah. This is. It's this, a life. This. It's a post lifetime appointment. By the way, I love that in your social media on Facebook, there's this one meme about people in Congress. You posted like three years ago. It has like 10 billion shares. And, and, and it comes up like every like other week. A half to two thirds of them have finally gone. Yes. Like blah, blah, Mikarski, <laughs> Mikoski, she's done. Right. And they're done. a lot of them are done. But it shows how much yes. that resonates with people. It's crazy. I think I have like 250,000 shares or something. Oh, yeah. You all, yes, yes. It's ridiculous how much this one little meme that was not even created by you is being shared. Uh, excuse me. That's irrelevant. Uh, still, though, you didn't even give proper credit to the person that created it. You such a <laughs> What are you talking fan. about? Did you credit the person that created that? What do you mean credit? Uh, it says photo cred and whatever the person that created it. Let me is. ask you something. Why would somebody create a meme like that? To be shared. Well, because they they believe in the message. Yes, and it's and to be if shared. my little platform, likely with a few more followers than they have. I mean, I don't have 
you know, anywhere near the followers, some people, but probably a little more than them. If I could share that content and get the message out, isn't it about the the information, Chris? Yeah, but the content, isn't it about fighting for the right? It's rights? a good content, but then it, it's, it looks like you created the content and you didn't create the wow, content. Wow, so selfish you to believe that someone else should take credit for it. <laughs> See, did I take credit? Did I say I created this? Did I say that? No, no you did not. Because, Chris, I'm not about getting credit for these things. Are you kidding me right now? Are you freaking kidding me, Doc Thompson? What do you mean? You are the most, like, hog credit when it comes to social media. Oh, my Doc, golly. I seen you on Twitter. Why is it that you keep tweeting at Chris Evan? And you keep tweeting at him. And you keep tweeting at him. And you keep tweeting at him. Because he's Milano. a douchebag. And I want it's him to not, appear on this and show. And it's not for credit? It's not for, you know, try to, you know... Throw some red meat out there. I would like him to appear on this broadcast. And will we treat him with respect? Of course we will. We, we know that. Of but course. He, he mentioned he was in response to Kanye, which, yes. okay, number one, stop it. Kanye's not on the right. No, he's not. But okay. Chris said I, something about the infuriating, I'm paraphrasing, debating people that don't know history and have never read books and believe that they're myopy or... What is that? Your view, your narrow view. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Is, is the way forward or something mm, like this. Mm. Well, the thing is, he's got myopia as well. His narrow view, his little progressive world that he doesn't want challenged, number yeah. one. But you know what you're saying? People that don't read books or don't know history, fine. I'm not even challenging him to a debate, which if Chris wants to debate me... <laughs> Chris, Captain America? You willing Chris, to take on Captain America? I'll take him on in the ring. <clears throat> really? Have you seen him? He's pretty... I don't give a crap. I almost swore there. <clears throat> it's pretty... Uh, Seriously, if he's willing to debate me on the air, I'd even do that. Trust me. Uh, um, I think Captain America got you on that one. He's Hollywood fighting. Uh, he's Hollywood though. fighting. Still, though. I've he, done stage fighting. I know how that works. Yeah, when you were like in high school. <clears throat> it wasn't that long ago. <clears throat> Doc Thompson. If it wasn't that long ago for Brett Kavanaugh, it wasn't long ago for me. <clears throat> But no, listen, he wants to debate me anytime, anyplace. Chris, I'll meet you anywhere. Where do you want to debate? I will meet you there and we'll debate. But I wasn't even challenging him on that. The internet, everything is a challenge. He said, debating people that don't read books or uh, don't know history, fine. What he's saying there is he does know history and he does read books. Yes. So I offered him not even a challenge to debate, which I'm fine with that. Sit down here, and we'll find out your level of knowledge when it comes to books and history. (laughs) (laughs) I will not, and I swear, will not even pull out the gotcha questions. Oh, because there's plenty of gotcha questions. I was going to say, are there any questions? I mean, are there any gotcha questions for Christians? Oh, when it it comes to, listen, anybody that sits down here, you take history professors. You sit down here, I'm going to be able to bust out a question that's going to make them look bad. Okay. Because what you do is you you bust out a question that asks some specific something that you're not going to remember. You're like, I know the idea. I just can't remember the exact name of that one guy. But I frame it around a big issue. So it's like, you don't know the Civil War? You know, it's like that. So... uh, So you could do that. But I'm not even talking about that. We'll do a basic civics test. We'll do a um, basic test of the Constitution. I mean, above and beyond civics. Yes. We'll do one, you know, the amendments, whatnot. The 13th Amendment. Uh, are there 13? Uh, there's more than 13, but... Uh, there are? Yeah. 
So far, we've gotten to... Uh, Most people on the left kind of get stopped at the second. They're right there. They're Not like, the third. They, they have God forbid third. they find a what third one. They certainly don't know nine and ten. I know that. No, no. no. But anyway, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll do that. I'll uh, bob out books. Mm. We'll just do... Je- he said books. So I'm assuming he means more civics, history, whatever books, political books. But you know what? I'll ask him all kinds. We'll ask him a few novels. We'll bust out some Shakespeare and Poe. Uh, we'll do some pop, uh, more modern things. Say, um, uh, Tom Clancy. Dr. Seuss. Uh, we'll do some Dr. Seuss. We'll do all. Maybe everybody poops. We'll do all of those. <laughs> what about Baby Shark? <clears throat> huh? Can we bring some Baby Shark? That's not a book, is it? I mean, no. That's a video. Uh, it's a video only. Okay. Very good. <laughs> all right. Uh, so how was your time off, by the way? Uh, it was we good. We had a chance to talk about the yeah, wedding. It was good. It was good. I you was went in, to Arkansas? I was in... Uh, actually, it was your wife that... Recommended to go to Hot Springs, Arkansas, and she How helped was us it? out. It was fantastic. She recommended, and she's never been to Hot Springs, Arkansas. No, no, but, but she, she said, recommended yes. it. I think it's. Are you guys going? No. Oh, no well, time soon. Unless okay. maybe she's going with somebody else. Oh, okay. <laughs> maybe she's been there with somebody else. <laughs> she recommended, and I was like, oh, yeah. She's and like, stay at the such and such inn, room four fifteen. Yeah. It has a vibrating bed. <laughs> She She's was like, wrong no, about I've the never been bed. there. Huh? She was wrong about the vibrator. I was waiting for the vibrator <clears throat> bed. It did have a nice tub, like she said. Yeah, so. to my knowledge, she's never been to Hot Springs. It was fun. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Maybe she has on one of her trips covering... She may have. She covers all the candidates when they come in. She told us region. everything. We're like, hey, take this trail. Don't do that trail. Do this. Don't yeah, go eat there. Yeah, she's never stayed. She's gone and covered political yeah. stuff. So maybe she has been there, whatever. Now, we've been to Eureka Springs. That's big fun. She also told us about that. And you, all, I think it was you also told us about that as well. And was, It's just bizarre. Yeah. It's, and it's not that far from uh, By the Branson. way, this town, Hot Springs, closest at five. Everything. Everything closest at five. It's weird. There's it's a lot. It's so stupid. There's a lot of towns like that that have that are like small resorts. In fact, there's a there's a there's a southeastern part of West Virginia, uh, hot springs type town mm-hmm. that I used to travel to. And I can't remember the name. And same thing. It closes closes down. Like opens five at ten. Close at, um, and oh, everything opens at ten. Everything closes <clears throat> at five. You're screwed if you want to do hey, anything. White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia, that has a, uh, a spas like mm-hmm. that too. They pretty much do. The Greenbrier has stuff going on oh, later. Oh, okay. If you stay there, yeah, yeah. That's what I saw. Like the hotels, like hey, right. the, the rest. But the yeah, the other local in town restaurants are done. Yeah, done. By the way, have you ever been to a bathhouse? Can you uh, offer more of a clarification or description? Have you ever gone to a bathhouse where people bathe you? Can you, again, offer more of a clarification? Because uh, when you say bathhouse, people mean homotype sexual okay. bathhouse. I was not the only one, right? Okay, so Otto comes <laughs> and says, let's go to a bathhouse. And I'm like, I am not gay. She's like, what are you talking about? I was like, I was like, don't you know? Like, bathhouses are for gay people. <clears throat> Especially gay guys go to bathhouse so you know. They're like, no, Chris, that's not it. I'm like, okay, let's go to this bathhouse. And she gave me a whole story. We went to it. This is the most awkward $81 I spent in my entire life, Doc Thompson. Uh, so it was the two of you? Yes. Um, but it was old school bathhouse. Okay. They where they separate, you? they separate you. Oh, so two. Man goes on top. You Who know, bathed you, a man? A man. That's a little awkward. It is very awkward. Now they were like, well, oh, here's a robe and you need to go completely naked. I'm like, completely naked? But I said, but I brought my bathing suit. No, sir, completely naked. And I'm like, who's going to bathe me? Uh, John over there. Hey, Chris, how are you? 100%. 
Did he have big meat hooks, hands? Oh, and it, it reminded me of that super episode of Seinfeld where he's going out the with man the, hands. the man hands. He had the man she's hands. trying to open the lobster with her hands, just like that. So did you have a Costanza moment? I did not. Did it Thank move? Thank God. It did not move. Okay, good. It was good because water was so damn hot. Uh-huh. It was golden. Oh, okay, okay. But it was it was a good experience. I'll tell you, if you've never been in a bathhouse, I highly suggest going yeah, to no, a bathhouse. Yeah, no, here's the thing. Uh, bathhouses are awesome. Oh, this, they are... Um, d- uh, yeah, the lotions? Not the gay ones. Although, you know, Although, maybe you, know, maybe you like said, those two. Who am on. I to say? I've never been Who to a gay bathhouse. Maybe they're awesome as well. I mean, I'm sure they have their place. <laughs> Who are you? But no, judge? I have been to the bathhouse. I love spas like that. Oh, love dude. it, love it. The Greenbrier mentioned go to the Do spa and make an entire because they segregate you by gender. Yeah. And you go there, and as soon as you get there, you put your robe on, and then you hang out. They got a lounge, just little snacks. Yes. They have a steam room and a hot room, and and then the baths and the mineral baths and the mud bath and all this. And then you schedule some like massages, mm-hmm. and they'll we say, did okay, that. Yep, we'll come. So you just hang out and you do this. Yep. And they're like. A, one o'clock, we'll come in there, Mr. Thompson. It's time for your massage. Okay. And you go in there and you're just kind of lazy. And half the time, you're like sitting in the little lounge yep. in the steam room. Dude, it was so, so relaxing. cool because, like, this one had five different uh, pools. So you get to chill at the pool. Nice. So our appointment was at two. We got there around 12. For, from 12 to two, we were just chilling at these hot spring pools. Yeah. And then they, hey, Mr. Cruz. Was it nice? It was. Nice. Worth it. It was 100% worth it. It was fantastic. Then we went to a little walk around the woods, you know, mm-hmm. the hot springs. An hour in, I'm like so tired. I'm like, oh, hang, hang on. I'll tell you. Uh, it's been, my wife and I were uh, went to a spa in Korea. Okay. And again, oh, yes. Again. You told me about that. Yes. And that's all men, but it's all naked and not, yes. with, a, not with a robe on. Oh, no robe? It's the culture. You just walk around. Free Is there a towel? Hey, how you doing? Nothing? Huh? Nothing oh, commando. No, no, no. And you're in and out of pools and you're like... Hello, old Asian man. Hello. By the way, a lot of Asian men at this location. It's, it's very Asian um, yes, and a very was, Korean with the spas. I was very surprised yeah. at the amount of Asian in Arkansas, Hot Spring, Arkansas. They're, it's, they're traveling from this area. Oh, okay. That's what it is. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so you went hiking then? Yeah, too? we went hiking and it was fantastic. The one that your wife told us, she was right. It was beautiful, beautiful view of the whole town. Then I look at the time. I'm like, we've been an hour in. I am so done walking this. Shortcut yeah, when you time. when you hike an hour in, you yes. gotta hike an hour you out. Gotta back. So I'm shortcut. Like, shortcut. I was like, I think I see the path if we go up the mountain. Done. Let's go up the mountain. Off trail. Off trail. She's like, Are you sure? I'm like, I'm sure. I am dying. I'm, I lost. just want to go home. No, we didn't get lost. There's a snake. No. Nope. Yep. Stay on the trail. Yep. Stay on the trail. That's what she said. First, stay on the trail. I was like, this is why people die. I'm like, hold on. How big? This is small. This is right next to the rabbit. So I grabbed it. Wait, wait, wait. There's a snake next to the rabbit. There's a snake next to the rabbit. Okay, something's going down here. That's what I'm saying. Okay, you caught like a back alley mug in here. I did. Whoa. So, so you th- saved the rabbit? No. I throw a rock to scare the uh, the snake away. Away to from s- you or away from the rabbit? Away from us. Okay. But then I accidentally scared it into the rabbit. And it ate the rabbit right in front of us. It was Wait a minute. fantastic. Wait a minute. You scared the snake into the rabbit. Yes. And it ate the rabbit. Yes. Wow. Amazing. Okay, it, better the rabbit than me. What kind what of it, snake? It was a big, thick black snake. Okay, I don't think those are venomous. I don't think so either. But it was fantastic. Oh, uh, you hear although the like, rabbit didn't care, well, venomous no. or not. <laughs> the rabbit's... Oh my gosh! Yes, the entire time. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god. She's crying just a little bit. I'm sorry. I got it. Coil around it or something. It did. It was. Open its mouth. Yes, it oh, was fantastic. No, no. All I can think of is like, oh my gosh, she's right. We're about to die. But oh my gosh, where's Doc Thompson? Because I need to sh- 
Did you take a picture of it? I did it because I was. She was like a little. She was. Oh, uh, so she's on the honeymoon getting yes. triggered because the ab- rabbits yes. getting eaten. Holy moly! She owned an, a rabbit, and then the rabbit died in my house. Did she not see what was on the walls of the wedding? True. There's dead animals hanging True. up there. True. That's a little bit of a fail on her part. So that was my my honeymoon in a. Wow. Getting bathed by a guy and see a snake get a rabbit. Wow, and it was your fault. It was my fault. 100% my fault. You got to learn to throw those rocks a little better there. Okay. <laughs> wow, very triggered by this whole thing. Minostalgia Wild Rice is waiting for you at blazewildrice.com. Blazewildrice.com. It's been a difficult harvest for them because of the inclement weather, but they're still doing okay, and you could still get that wonderful wild rice at blazewildrice.com. Naturally gluten-free, naturally cholesterol-free. So you watching either one of those or have trouble with them? You're all set right here, yet it's still technically a starch. It's almost a complete protein by itself with trace minerals in that. So this is something you can use as a starch, something you would replace other starches with that is an upgrade, and it tastes fantastic. You are going to love it. BlazeWildRice.com. Plus, they have the syrups and the jellies and the jams. Uh, the pepper jam is my favorite. Whipped honeys. The cinnamon whipped honey is amazing and one of the best things they've had. Is that a newer one? Yeah. Yeah. Because I have never... Never had that one. It's so good. They have the hazelnut whipped honey and such. But one of the things I love are the mixes. So if you get the wildflower, excuse me, the uh, wild rice flour that you can make things with, you get to make breads and other things out of the flour that you would normally make flour, but it's going to be healthier for you. And then the waffles are tremendous too. So try it today. Just go to blazewildrice.com. It's blazewildrice.com. Now, if you use the promo code HELP10, they're going to give a 10% uh, to the Nazarene Fund. Uh, as part of Mercury One. But you got to buy the five-pound bag or the eight-pound jug at blazewildrice.com. Promo code HELP10. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag what I learned today. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. That is it, ladies and gentlemen, the end of the morning place. But before we go, as always, let's find out what we learned today. We learned at Kanye's next appearance, look for the Blaze hat. <laughs> he's such a big Glenn Beck he's, fan. He's, he's going to rap he's about huge. Glenn. He is. I know it. Yeet. Oh, that's so funny. That's it? I almost started coming up with some lines for him, and I realized it may be bad for my career. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. Maybe have me say it. Okay, here's what he should not include with his raps. Oof, okay. Things. Listen, it's difficult to rhyme obese. Don't try. Okay. Okay? Don't okay. do that. All right. He went there. No, I'm telling him what not to do. Make no references to Colonel Sanders. Okay. We learned Chris doesn't know the difference between actresses and cheese. <laughs> we neared Condway, Con, Kanye learned there is a 13th Amendment, but still doesn't know what it means. Nope. And we learned that I've never been to a gay bathhouse. Not that there's anything wrong with no, that. No, there's nothing wrong with Chris that. Chris Cruz, what, if anything, did you learn today? If kind is the last hope of conservative movement, we need help. Uh-huh. What, if anything, did the listeners learn today? Pamela H. say Matt Damon spiked my Boston Tea Party. <laughs> Stephen English saying SNL slander nonsense liberal. <laughs> blah, blah, blah Love says, the blah, blah, blah. turns out Kanye didn't check himself before he wrecked himself. 
<laughs> hey, I didn't get to the new numbers on procrastination. We're just getting back into things with yeah. Chris here. But we'll do it tomorrow when he's on. What else do we have coming up? Uh, we're talking Build America, and we're going to talk about the Trump prophecy. Nice. And what does Glenn have coming up Can today? a male court overturn Roe v. Wade? What is he wearing today? Yeet! Remember the Morning Blazes today, a Chris Cruz production. Six up for Tyrannus. Good night, Steve Cannon. Wherever you, you are. are. Anya, now you go home. Yee. Yee. The Morning Blaze like couch guy. with Doc Thompson. <laughs> Part of the next generation of talk radio. This is the Blaze Radio Network. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag what I learned today. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.